Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville. We are on in Washington as well. We are online as well. PR927FM.com and... You can watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We got a lot of guests to get to on this Thursday, including East Carolina running back Rajay Harris. His first interview since going down with an injury on Saturday. Rajay will uh, check in with him. Uh, he's keeping his spirits high. He's got surgery coming up soon. He'll tell us when and also what the road to recovery looks like and what's his role now on this football team that he's not going to be able to go out and suit up on saturday so we talked to rajay earlier this afternoon we have it live on youtube and uh facebook if you want to go back and rewatch that at any time and we'll play that interview on the show coming up in hour number one as he talked to troy d and i uh, about an hour or so ago uh here at pirate radio also coming up at four o'clock kevin monroe will join us we'll get his thoughts on the pirates win last week and the matchup coming up with Tulane. we'll get the Tulane perspective and say hello to our old friend Corey glore play-by-play voice of the green wave that's coming up in hour number two touchdown tony collins will join us coming up at five o'clock so we are wall-to-wall pirate football on today's edition of pirate radio live as we get you ready for a big matchup coming up saturday east carolina taking on Tulane. shirley rhodes is here cj schaefer the chan man head of the table and to my left, Troy D. What's up, everyone? What's good, up? Good to see a clip on this beautiful day in Greenville, North Carolina. Sunny skies, just a degree or two away from 80 degrees. Almost, dare I say, feels like summer. Yeah, and you're I, happy about that? Yes, finally. I it's was been starting, gray and cold and like miserable the first part of the week. I was enjoying the hoodie weather oh, myself. It's terrible. And ready to get back to oh, it. Oh, I feel like human again. Well, I'm glad you feel good, and yeah. that's really what what matters. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for recognizing. Uh, Chandler, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm enjoying the weather myself. Uh, for the second straight day, I'm spoiling you guys here at Pirate Radio. We are what? Spoiling. You can call spoiling. me the spo- spoiler. Spoiler alert. Getting some treats and stuff, trying to get some uh, awesome stuff in the treasure chest for this year, so uh, working at that. Yeah, I feel sick. I'm with you, Troy. Yeah, don't spoil us anymore. We overindulged <laughs> yeah. before the show. Today. You shouldn't have ate that second lunch. That's all, all I'm saying. It's all my fault. Here's I was just I, trying to be nice. Well, I don't, I don't eat like desserts. So you brought some desserts. Yes, you do. No, don't I, don't get. No, don't I don't go, say I, that I, crap. I don't go to buy desserts to eat. But when they're placed in front of me you, and they're here, try these. I will eat them. Yes. Okay. You I, can't you say I don't eat desserts. So I did. I could have like they were so good. I could have controlled myself. He doesn't eat dessert, Ellery. No, he doesn't. The dude ate dessert. It down on Main Street yesterday. <laughs> that is the, and he's the only one that had dessert. I told you that earlier, though, Clip. I said it's been a bad week for me. Troy, did you eat dessert I, today at lunch? He said it's I the did, only one. I did have a banana pudding at Parker's. He doesn't eat dessert, I, Ellie. But he ate dessert yesterday, and he ate I know, dessert I've today. had a bad Twice week. today. I went off the rails. Does, he doesn't eat dessert. But he doesn't I had, eat dessert. I had you know three. what else he doesn't do? Tell the truth. 
<laughs> why do you I, say I, things? I don't like, like to eat dessert. I'm saying I don't want to. I'm not trying to. It I just don't know happens. why you put yourself in this situation. I think don't do it. Don't do it. And then it happens. And then I have regret over it. We we are four you minutes know? into this show, and Troy's been getting exposed for the past four <laughs> minutes. Know. It's like don't put it in front of me, and I'm fine. You know, if you yeah. didn't bring it in, I wouldn't have had it. It's Chandler. my fault. It is it's my fault. fault. Just getting back to what you were saying, Clip. You feel terrible now, right? It's not your fault. He doesn't eat dessert, so you are free and clear if you bring dessert in. Yeah, because he not, doesn't eat it. Because he, he does not, not eat, eat it. it. So you're good. Ah uh, man, <laughs> I tell you what, I eat dessert and I eat some, and it was good. I'm stuffed. Yeah. So. All right. Oh, All right. Glad we got that out. That is Play. a great start to the show right there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Troy, how are you feeling about Tulane? Pretty good. Although, I don't want. See, there's plenty left over. Don't put it in front of me. He doesn't eat dessert. I know. Just leave him right there since you're not going to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want any more of these things. I'm going to pass out. Yeah. And technically, uh, this isn't a cupcake. This is a mini. Nobody said a, cupcake. Was it mini, okay, you said cupcake. They're not cupcakes. And I said it all. They're the mini end. cakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. Hey, you don't know a lot about dessert either, but you know what they're called and you eat them if they're in These product. are not cupcakes. These are technically. <laughs> He's a whatever. dessert they're, expert. They're, they're technically butt cakes. All right? They're butt Mind cakes. Mind your own butt business. He knows the terminology. <laughs> he knows the taste. Yeah. You know a lot about desserts. I did drop by there the other day. I was like, oh, that's an interesting ad to Greenville. wonder what that place is like. Little did I know, Chandler, you would bring the product to us. Stop by there, and they were gracious yeah. enough to well, uh, give me some samples. We appreciate Try it. Try the lemon. They're good. God, they were good. Shirley, you should get the lemon. You should have had one of those, Shirley. I yeah. should have had one. Right, I had a lemon. Hold on, hold on. Time out. All. I did have a lemon. Clip had a lemon. There were three lemons. Who had the third lemon? Oh, let someone own up to it. Here we go. Own up to it? I told Shirley there was no more lemons. No, how, I know. How do you think three, I would know No, that? I'm not asking you to own up to it. Someone else ate the... Uh, you had one, I had one. Who was the third What I'm person? telling you is there's no owning up to it. I told. I had the third one. I had two of them. Oh, I did not know that. I'm sorry, Shirley. He had the Who other did one. you think ate it? He's a dessert guy, though. Did you think you ate it? No. I, mean, in your <laughs> I was wondering... <laughs> dessert binge? I thought you... <laughs> See, I only had one of each color. I would never go two of the same because I was going to leave some for our teammates like Shirley. I would never be that greedy to have two of the same. How? You don't even eat dessert. Exactly. <laughs> He's not a dessert guy. How unthoughtful of you, Clip. Jeez. What, a, what, what kind of animal are you? Shirley wanted a lemon. We left her a lemon. I'm just a guy that eats dessert. <laughs> He's a he's a dessert guy. You can't really What relate. can he say? I can't. No. I'm not eating any more of these desserts, by the way. All right. Way to, They'll way be to, gone by the end of the show. Way to take a stand yeah, I'm tired after of three these. deep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling it at three. <laughs> this race is over. Because four would be a glutton, and I'm not going to be a glutton. Nah, that would be That's overkill. Disgusting. Get these out of here. All right, so there's your dessert right. update. Uh, actually, I'm very nervous about Tulane. Very I'm nervous. nervous. I am. Um, I think if we're not careful, it could be a loss. That, I mean, we're underdogs. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm very worried about this game. Pirates got them last year at home, but this Tulane team uh, looks a lot better than they did a year yeah. ago. Are you shocked by the jump in the spread where it started as a, a, a pick them? Not really. To, uh, three and a half. I was more shocked that it started as a pick them. I think it's right where it needs to be right now. Is it because of the uncertainty of the quarterback situation? And then I guess maybe Michael Pratt's ready to go, and then that's where it kind of sparked? Perhaps. I thought it was... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I thought. Yeah. They, I think that jump, Keaton Mitchell at the time. That jump has been pretty dramatic, though, from a pick 'em to a three and a half, which it was yeah. yesterday. Let me see. And that's what a lot of now. movement for a, a game. So like that this. means a lot of people are on the green wave yeah. in this game, and it is sitting at three and a half currently. Yeah. So if you like Tulane, you gotta love Tulane. If you got them at even. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Not yeah. the line is not moving in ECU's favor yeah. at this moment. But big game uh, coming up Friday night. It's the uh, what do they call it? The Crosstown Throwdown. We'll have Rose Conley live coverage Friday night here on Pirate Radio, starting uh, surely seven o'clock. Is that right? Seven o'clock. Coverage. Pirate game of the week. Uh, JV going at it tonight uh, at Hollywood Crossroads. Six thirty kickoff in your neck of the woods clip. Rose uh, still undefeated, and right? Rose undefeated currently. I want to say I think six and zero right now. And uh, Conley, I don't have Conley's JV record. I don't know what they are. But um, then the varsity, uh, the the varsity will play at Rose Friday night. All right, hopefully a nice night. I haven't looked ahead. Good weather. It look, well, it's gonna be a nice night tonight. I have not. I did. You know what? I did. I looked ahead a couple days ago, and it was uh, really nice for the weekend. Yep, Friday high of eighty. Low of 57. Saturday, high of 70. Low of 52. Nice. Sunday, high of 71. Uh, sunny skies. Not a single cloud in the forecast coming up for the next three, four days, Clip. Beautiful. Should yeah. be a beautiful a weekend. great weekend. We'll be with you 1130 a.m. for ECU and Tulane coverage on the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up on uh, Saturday. And, of course, with you after the game, U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show taking your calls. We had a very uh, fun, positive, upbeat show last week. <laughs> Two weeks ago, everybody was mad. Three weeks ago, everybody was upbeat. So we we're riding the roller yeah. coaster right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know how those things go. Uh, what goes up comes comes back down. Well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So up last week could it be a down this week. I will tell you what you'll be up about the pregame. Talk to my buddy Lawrence at CD's Grill oh, earlier today. Oh, talk to us. And I have confirmation. I'm not a big CD's guy. Nah. I don't eat CD's. Okay, well, you don't have to. All right. No one's forcing you to. But everyone else will enjoy the homemade breakfast sandwiches. Nah, I don't mm. like breakfast providing sandwiches. I don't eat I'm not a breakfast guy. Nah. Here at the pregame show for Saturday. Yeah. I'm not a breakfast guy. You'll, I'm sure you'll hate it. But I, I might have three sandwiches. Also, <laughs> also confirmed Parker's barbecue for oh, a post Oh, oh are you kidding uh, me? I'm not a Parker's guy. I don't eat Parker's. <laughs> I might have only half a chicken. <laughs> I'm definitely not are having the slaw. White meat or slaw dark guy. meat guy? Are you white meat or dark meat? Uh, I'm white meat myself. I like uh, I like I'm, wings. I'm a big breast and guy. Thighs, so I'm you? trending you're dark, towards uh, you're a dark meat guy. Dark meat. Yeah, I'm definitely white meat, but I uh, specialize in breast. Everything about like the you wings says like, white meat. Yeah, so I'm definitely <laughs> no doubt. And I've I've gone grilled more than fried because you know me I'm trying to eat. You actually I'm, turned I'm me on clean. to that. Yeah, I'm eating clean and healthy as you can tell. Not a dessert guy. <laughs> the uh, but slight... the grilled with that uh, like vinegar. Oh yes, that's really good. Yes, you turned is. me on to that one. Had a piece of that today for lunch. <laughs> you don't say. I did. <laughs> the grilled's good though. How do you not look like I do? It's a lot of actually. I'm you do to, get in the. the I'm trying the to work gym. out a lot. Yeah, yes. summer was if nothing I, but gym time. Right? I was working out a lot this summer. I'm trying to pick my pace back up now. I've, as I said, I've had a slight well, derailment. Well, there's nothing wrong with you know but, some cheap days. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, they encourage it. Well, but you've exceeded your limit. <laughs> All right, this has been food yeah. talk uh, to start this uh, hour today. Uh, Jack is starting Carson Wentz in fantasy football, so I don't know what has gotten on into his head. 
so uh he's not doing well either he says i'm starting carson wentz this week are you proud no i'm not proud i am embarrassed you should not be doing that you should not start carson wentz you should not start justin fields you should not start baker mayfield you should not start whoever the steelers are starting is kenny pickett starting this week what do you think uh cj first start for kenny pickett a new era is beginning i think the steelers are going to lose 42 to 10 instead of 42 to 7 who they got awesome. bills oh the bills that's awesome. right i believe the start. bills troy d we ride on in our survivor pool we you do. should we are we're going to be breaking tables we're going week. bills yeah and i gotta say i haven't looked at the latest there weren't that many teams left clip no uh, as far as like who's left in the survivor pool the majority of the pool has been eliminated man if uh if the packers would have lost to the pats in overtime last Taking week it would have been down to about 20 something i mean it really is out shocking. of 450 At this early in the season how many yeah. people are gone so and i do i agree with you and then uh tony started playing that game you can you can pass this message along to tony you know i like to pass. oh here we go what's what's the message so, today? So the message today was do you want to save the bills and you said no i said and i agree with you clip hell no nah. you gotta live for the weekend you gotta yeah. get by now you start saving teams that's where you screw up and you lose and there's nothing to save you gotta live for the moment you gotta survive in advance there is no saving nothing yep. it is about this week and this week only it is a one game season that's all that matters is surviving to the next week worry about next week next week you got to get there to worry about next week that's the message i want sent to tony preach i love that passion preach. i love the passion and yeah. preach. I, I agree with you i feel that dude. strongly about it yeah preach these people that are all oh, this shall we save this no we're not saving There's no this. Sa- you know who saved teams the teams that are out right yes now. that's they got a lot of teams saved up and you know how much money they're gonna win in this nothing Nada. i hope they have Nada. something in their savings they're not gonna win any money because <laughs> it won't be the 40 grand that we got boom Booyah. all right we gotta relax. yeah sorry and this is the big money man forty thousand dollars at stake don't talk about it on the air all right, I feel sorry. Like police are gonna raid no i think it's oh, oh my god oh my god it's kind of like smoking dope nowadays it's legal everywhere who cares is uh, it well not everywhere yeah. but you know what i'm saying <laughs> well thank god if you're they, in the right state thank god i brought this but i'm saying what used to be illegal is not like you sports betting oh don't talk about it don't now espn talks about it everywhere it's legal they advertise it all right I mean, i'm just saying it's not that big a deal anymore i don't think you get in trouble for talking about it you know no of course not they're yeah. not gonna arrest you for talking about it but if you win like i don't know irs comes and then they're looking at everything good point it's just we're just talking about yeah, yeah. so fun. calm yeah. down good point sorry and then they're gonna get that uh, i guess dope stash you got in your house too <laughs> yeah i don't know what you're the doing dope and the gambling <laughs> double whammy Apparently everything's legal <laughs> hey but he's not a gambling guy he's not a gambling he's guy, not a and he's, not a, guy. A, he's not a weed guy i'm not a weed guy i'm not a gambling guy but it's all in your house <laughs> all right that was troy dreyfus by the way saying all that troy dreyfus like Richard. i do know a lot of people into the gummies nowadays that's pretty popular yeah it seems like mm-hmm. and uh they can go where chandler to get those hemp garden baby yeah. hit them up it's the delta eights are very popular yes right here. And, and legal gummies uh they have shampoo they have all kinds of stuff cbd shampoo cbd shampoo CBD shampoo. Is that your dealer? That was my that was my reminder to be on the show. Hey, uh, <laughs> now a little, little late. I know. Now, Troy, you're not a dessert guy. You're not a chocolate guy. But they even have chocolate bar CBD chocolate bars. Really? Yes. So, so like uh, you eat the chocolate and then it relaxes you. Yes. Yes. Have Hemp you garden. had one? Uh, yes, I have. And did it work? It does it does a good job? I do the gummies. I do peach rings and I do watermelon rings. Do what? The gummies. No. What? What kind? Pe- Pe- peach rings. Oh. 
peach rings. Peach rings? I was like, what did he say? Peach You're going to start rings? getting a translator for peach, you. Peach, peach rings? So you do peach rings? Peach rings and watermelon rings. Hmm. I thought he said peach. And it will uh, tell you what I thought he said. It will get you relaxed. It's great right. stuff. So you take it when you're not going anywhere, just like chilling at home. Well, you can right? do it whenever you want to. Well, I don't is I don't think it's. I usually do it when I go to like when I get back from like go home from work. Uh huh. And I'm like, hey, Thursday, Thursday night football tonight. Pop one in. All right. And relax. Enjoy some football. Okay. A little behind the scenes of Chandler Honeycutt life. Yeah. Peel the curtain back here. Chandler's been living like a rock star this year. Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, you have, buddy. <laughs> All right, uh, so there's that. What a segment that was. Let's take a break. Let's yeah. do it. Crank it up. Uh, hey, Shirley, we still do have some of these left. Would you like one? We saved you the WGR. Do you guys know what that is? Let's the see. WCR. C-R. The white the chocolate white raspberry. raspberry. Mm, yum, yum, yum. CJ, would you like one of these? There is a chocolate one left, which is fantastic. That was probably my second There's favorite. There's also a red. Chocolate? Yeah. I might do the chocolate. Sorry, I was chocolate. really looking forward to the lemon, though. Oh, man. You know, too bad. Flip had two. Uh, red velvet's still available. <laughs> I don't feel bad about that. I, you don't have to. You do not have I to. I feel bad for you. No, 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 no. Because in this building, it's first come, first it serve. Is. Yes. Yeah. And it, that's why whenever we get treats, like when Chandler spoils us and brings treats in, what we do is, is we hide them from Troy so well, we can actually have access to said treats before Troy gets them. And not because otherwise we don't have them not that anyone cares we've hit on this topic enough but just to tell you exactly what happened chandler walks in goes directly by shirley and talks about what he's got troy shoots out of his office <laughs> hey what do you got and like boxes out chandler and immediately <laughs> hey let's take these to the kitchen let's go back to the kitchen don't take them out here so troy has then got him boxed in the kitchen he like, personally he, can vouch for that <laughs> that is exactly we do, what we happened put food in the kitchen that's true away from everyone not, but he I, put me in handcuffs and said watch this and then ate three Chandler is trying to open the box for like 15 well, I minutes. Know. What is your problem? Like it took you, were you on a CBD? Dude, no. Like it took you 15 minutes to open one side. Look, I, at, like, this, look at this box, I guys. Mean, it took it in two seconds. I had it open. Non-dessert guy knows how to open a dessert box. <laughs> it took him two seconds. This is a beautiful yeah. box, guys. I didn't want to rip it apart. Oh my goodness. And man. the way non-dessert guy was going, I was like, I better get two of these or I may not see one. It's probably a good call. So I got two lemons. Yeah. And, and really, I my only, I, honestly, my intention was just to try one and just to try it. I had no intention of going three deep. That's how, I got to be honest, they're really good. They are. And now here's yeah. the thing, Clip. A lot of people would eat two and then deny that they did. You accepted it. You came in here and said, they're gone. I Not care. a coward. Not a coward. Not a, yeah, I mean, what? It didn't have Shirley's name on it. That's true. It didn't have anybody's name At on the it. time I ate it, I didn't know she wanted a lemon. Yeah. I found Shirley, that out hey, too late. Shirley, we're not mind readers over here. How do we know you were hungry? How okay, do we know first of all, the like? box was to the left of me for about point two seconds before you came back. You know I didn't know what flavor it was. You should have followed If I had known what flavor it was, I would have said, hold up. I want a lemon. All right. During the break, I want you to eat this chocolate, and that's an order. Oh. Give me a report on the other side. And you'll think it's not a dessert guy. (laughs) I want this chocolate eaten during the break. All right. We are not a dessert show. We're not a drug show. As Kenny says, whatever happened to just rolling up a big fat hog leg? leg. All right. That's where this show's going. Uh, We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favors like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Thursday. The crew is here, including Chandler Honeycutt. Hey, Chandler. Uniform alert. Uniform alert. Uniform alert. Yellow pants. Yellow tops. And I'm sorry, folks. White helmet. Wait a minute. Can, can, can y'all, Coming on. Can y'all start talking about uniforms? I mean, I, I, I don't give a damn anymore hey, about uniforms. The white helmets are back for this weekend. That, in New Orleans at Tulane. Maybe and Chandler, bit. if you're going to give a uniform alert, we need to get it correct. You said yellow pants, yellow tops, white helmet. That would be breaking news if we had yellow tops coming up for Saturday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Gold bottoms, white tops, white helmets. All right. <sighs> Terrible. All right. And with that news, I'm predicting us to lose. All right. I was on the edge right there. I think we will lose the game now. Man, risky. I was, I was 50-50 on whether we'll win or lose this clip with that information. Unfortunately, I feel Pirates will not be victorious. Pirates will also be wearing white helmets against Memphis the following week. It's a little bit different. When they bust out the modern throwbacks. Yeah, but they're still white. I'll deal with next week. Next week, as we said, let's just deal one week at a time. Uh, I feel the Pirates stumble into New Orleans. I need to check and see if the Bills are wearing white helmets this week. Do you like my Mully impersonation? Do it again. More more uniform talk? I don't give a damn. How about we focus less on uniforms and more on how we play? No, I don't. Yeah, I, I like your impression, but I hate that take. By Speaking of uniforms, we're going to have to talk to Tony Collins today about this. Oh, that's this. right. The Patriots are going to uh, bring out the retro. They'll be wearing white helmets. They're wearing white helmets. <laughs> They're wearing the Tony Collins uniforms. Those are cool with the old with the guy on the three point stance snapping the ball. Yeah, I yep. like that actually. Speaking yeah. of Molly, I saw him walking around Lindale like Marvin Jarman today. Did yeah. you ask him for a ride? I did. Or did you ask if he needed a ride? I did. I asked him if he needed a ride, and he said he was on the way. No, no, I'm good. I'm just walking. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah no. no. Yeah, yeah, so. no. Well, next time Molly's here, ask him what he's doing walking in Lindale. All right. On so, the, speaking right. of Marvin Jarman, you got right, rejected you by him. Tony today. this and Molly this. <laughs> yeah. All right. You got rejected by Marvin Jarman I on did. day? Actually, this is true. So I was driving uh, earlier today. There's a... You know, Lindale's a well-known neighborhood in Greenville, center town, for those of you that, that don't live in Greenville. Um Queen Anne's is the main thoroughfare through Lindale. Marvin, I, I'll see him walking there often. Um, local legend Marvin Jarman. I always stop and give him a ride, even if it causes me to be late wherever I'm going. I'm like, you know, got to look after Marvin. That's, you that's know, awesome. He doesn't that's drive and he he walks everywhere, gets rides. First time in history, I've been doing this for you know, twenty thirty years, giving Marvin rides. Uh, I pulled over. He walked up. I said, "Hey man, get in." Will, can you? I was like, where, where are you going? Not sure. I said, well, what? Why can't you get in? RV's coming. Ah. Uh, mm. I said, oh. I said, well, do you want to call, call RV? Tell him I'll take you. Nope. I was like, 
he was dead set. Hey, bigger name on the other ride. I just remember RV the, Ronald uh, Vincent coming to get him, so he would not get in the car with me. Or maybe he met an actual RV's coming to pick him up. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why he didn't want you to pick him up because he's like, there's an RV coming, not Ronald Vincent, an actual RV. I was trying to think of this in a previous appearance so by you, Troy. Down. The uh, the phrase I was looking for when you said you've got uh, you would give me a ticket to an ECU game. And yeah, I said, uh, I said, like offers on the table. We'll see. Yeah. I was looking for the phrase that that you said: bigger, better deal. BBD. Yeah, bigger, better deal. Right. Marvin had a bigger, better deal. Yeah. Well, he had RV coming. Much and bigger deal than yeah, Troy did. Absolutely. Legend. Yeah. And he wasn't sure where he was going, and RV knew where he was going to take him. That's so. a problem too. Right. You don't know where he's supposed to be going. Correct. RV I, well, does. Yeah, a lot of times he'll have a destination like take yeah. Bagel Man, Elm Street Park, Row High. You know, there's a lot of there's usual suspects in the locations but um tell you what guess he'll probably take him home tonight your buddy Troy you got D. that uh job yeah. that task? A, lot, a lot of times i am uh the 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 uh, uber for marvin on the way home all right well now we can get to our flight by yingling practice report brought to you by flight by yingling the next generation of light beer don't just raise a glass raise the bar flight by yingling available wherever beer is sold Let's hear a little bit of Mike Houston from Wednesday as he met with the media one final time before kickoff on Saturday. Tuesday, Wednesday, practice the books. So uh, one step closer to getting ready for our uh, matchup down in New Orleans. Um, obviously, we talked on uh, Tuesday just about uh, you know what we're up against. You know, very solid football team. So uh, we've had a solid week of practice. I've got to put our finishing touches on it the next couple of days before we head down there Friday afternoon. So, questions? With Pratt coming back for them, that's a, another mobile quarterback, but a different type of mobile, I guess, again. I mean, he's much like ours in that, you know, extremely experienced. I mean, he's he's been a starter for three years now and, uh, you know, ton of experience. He's seen every look imaginable, great operator. Uh, so just further add to the challenge that we have. The older guys, they've gone against Tulane a number of times. You get a sense they have a feel for how important this game is and how you know the type of style they play with they know exactly what they're up against i mean i, I think they respect uh, coach fritz and the job that his staff has done there just as much as i do how has uh camaro edmonds been this week in practice maybe getting more reps excited i mean he's uh he's anxious you know looking forward to you know getting some uh getting some time and you know uh, coach foster's done a good job pushing him this week and i think he stepped up uh, his performance so Kind of in the same in the same vibe, Marlon Gunn, his kind of first week as the top dog. Well, he's not the top dog, but he's well. one of the dogs. Okay, um, but uh, I'm telling you, he's uh, I've been thoroughly impressed with him. Not just this week, but I mean, this has been something that's been building. Uh, he does a he does a great job at practice. His work ethic, and the way he competes. Um, I mean, for he he does, he does not practice like a freshman. So uh, really excited for him. You know, at practice the past couple of days, Raji's been out there cheering everybody on. Yeah. Um, how important has that been to the team? It's been good. You know, and I've, I mean, he stopped by and saw me today before meetings and stuff, and, you know, he's same self. And I know he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, not looking forward to, you know, what he's got to go through, but uh, he's kept a very positive vibe, and I, I really appreciate the way kind of um, Pirate Nations rallied around him. And uh, I think that shows, number one, uh, just how great our fan base is, but I think number two, it shows just how how attached everybody is to him and his personality. Um, so, like I said, you know, he's going to continue to contribute to our program. It was being a different uh, capacity moving forward. 
What can you draw on from, I guess, the previous week on a road game, moving into another road game? Like, how do you kind of bring that same energy in? Well, I mean, I, I think that it'll be a different setting uh, in that, you know, it's going to be probably a pretty pretty full stadium. Uh, I would expect that we're going to have a pretty large contingency down there from uh, from our fan base. Uh, but uh, still, I mean, it's a, it's a travel game. So I think last week's good, uh, even for the experienced kids, their first uh, – First road game of the year, so it's been a while since we were on the road. So it kind of got everybody back in the back in the groove. Uh, kickoff is a similar time, uh, so that uh, the morning routine on Saturday will be similar to what it was last week. So I think it's good to have that under our belt. Talking about Marlon, he, he's going back to his home state. Do you think he's pretty excited about that? Ah, uh, he's excited. So uh, I think he's used up everybody's allotments. So uh, he'll have a bunch of family there, um, and that, that's great. I mean, he's got a great family and. You know his grandparents and uh, mom and dad and everybody, so uh, it'll be it'll be good for him. So, Coach Holton talked about his decision making improved drastically, and obviously the results were there. Uh, did you see that out of him this week uh, in in the game and then in practice? Well, I think last week in the game, I thought his decision making was very good, um, and you know we. We put a lot on him. I mean, he's, he's very similar to Pratt in that uh, you know he's seen about everything, and so um, he'll be prepared. And I'm sure I'm sure Tulane's going to throw some stuff at us we haven't seen. Um, they do a great job of game planning, but uh, you know he's seen a lot of stuff. So um, yeah, I think he'll he'll be able to handle it. There is Mike Houston getting ready for a tough opponent and getting his team ready to go for Saturday, East Carolina and Tulane, three thirty kickoff, ESPNU. This will be the first true home game for East Carolina. We're already about halfway through the season here playing their first true road game of the year. Yeah, I will say um, the purple chrome helmets looked sweet last week. I really did like them a lot. I You're big were, on the helmets. I am. Well, you won't yeah. see them for another couple of weeks. I know. I know. And then I, I just feel that... Any might, thoughts on the game? Might be a mistake. Uh, I, I am a um, uniform specialist. All right. Because we're having a freaking game. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we did talk to uh, Raja Harris earlier today. And, uh, man, tough. I hate it for that young man because uh, he was really having a great season and uh, really optimistic about the future. And I still think there is going to be a great future for him, but, uh, unfortunately, this season's kind of derailed now for him. Yep. And uh, he is out for the season. We'll we'll have that for you on the other side uh, of this timeout. So we'll uh, we'll have that interview. It was great to catch up with him. And and no shocker here, he's about as upbeat as you can yeah. in these circumstances. Yeah, that's just the kind of person he is. So uh, he has been here on Mondays, kind of cheering us up after losses. Mm-hmm. So now we kind of got to pay the favor back and. Uh, keep his head up but uh, i think it is up at this moment and through this recovery i know he's going to be preaching exactly what he preaches every single day and that's one percent every single day trying to get back to full recovery well i I talked to him off the air too and a couple things like you just don't think about with stuff like this like he can't drive right now so everywhere he goes he's dependent on other people for rides uh so i mean think about that if clip if you couldn't drive yourself around it's a life changer yeah i mean it really is so your mobility is is changed now and where you are where you're going uh that now requires other people's assistance to get you there i mean think about marvin jarman and mike mullis they're walking around looking for rides Troy's going to roll up with Marvin Mully. For, for those of you that are just tuning in, they will get that. That's a uh, continuing joke. Marvin Mully and Rajay and Troy <laughs> Eastar just taking them around. Like that cab show. Luckily, the truck's big enough. I can get them all in a third row. I got a third row I could use now. Yeah. 
Uh, big game tonight, as you said, Troy. Uh, I know you'll be rooting on the Rampants hard tonight. Yeah, I know. That's uh, You're winding me up, Cliff, aren't you? Because of what we were talking about all No, I'm saying an obvious statement. No, you're, I'm you're saying... You're rooting for your kid's team. Well, right? I am rooting for my kid's team. But I, I do. this is kind of one of those personal house-divided games for me because I have a lot of friends. I, I didn't grow up here, so I don't have the animosity between Rose and Con- Conley. Like, if you went to school there yourself or you're from here, uh, even though I'm from here now, I didn't grow up here. I grew up in Raleigh. But I have a lot of friends that, you know, went to Conley. We have a business relationship with Conley. We carry all their football games here. I like a lot of their, I'm friends with a lot of their administrators. Um, so I don't, I like Conley a lot. So, you know, and obviously my kid goes to Rose. I have a lot of relationships with the Rose folks. So, you know, there's a, it's one of those games where, you know, I, uh, I don't have, like, I'm not going in with any animosity towards anybody. Does that make sense? Yeah, but let's break down the phrase house divided real quick. Yeah, so you, I'm like, you live in a house, correct? I do live in a house, yes. Does anyone playing in this game live in the house? Yes. Ty, my son plays for Rose, so <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll be pulling for him and his team, but I have a lot of respect for my friends at DH Connolly. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, you're pulling for Rose. Well, I mean, you're going to pull for family, yes. Yes. Family that, yeah, yeah. Yes. Hands down. But I'm not going to be obnoxious about it, is what I'm saying. I'm not going to go in there and go all nuts and you know. Have just, you ever done anything not obnoxious? No. I, I, really, at these games, I kind of just sit. And, I'm too nervous. Like I just I don't like to be. By I am proud of you that you're not. I just that, pace. You're not the annoying parent. No, I'm not because I, they can ruin these kids' games. A lot. Of, I have seen many parents that do yeah. that, and that's not. I just like to watch and I cheer for. Look, you cheer for your kid or you cheer for your team. I don't cheer against the other team. Yeah, at stuff like this, especially youth sports. Troy D. All you class, know. folks. I mean, I just uh, feel class like guy. that's how it should be. It's how it should be, you know, whether it's Little League Baseball or Rec Ball, whatever. Cheer for your kid, but I don't get the cheering against the other team for these, especially when they're youth sports. Sorry. Uh, Ellerby is... <laughs> Ellerby's not... Doesn't he have work to do? Ellerby's... What the hell's Ellerby doing today? He said, I'm not a big Rose guy. I'm not a big Conley guy. <laughs> <laughs> and in mention of uh, the driving thing... Couldn't drive to get desserts. Uh, Troy D's not even a guy at all. Really. He's just not a guy. He's not a guy. I'm not a guy. I'm not, I just I'm not a guy. Say, I'm not a guy guy. I'm not going in there, you know, as super rampant is what I'm saying. I'm going to have a lot of respect for my friends with D.H. Conley. That's it's a fine. road game at Conley. Like, we don't know? expect you to go in there like bodysuit and I found it funny that you were kind of like you were undecided on who to root for. No, I'm not undecided. I, I look, I'm going to pull for my kids. Of course. Team. And I understand you have a relationship with Conley, but if, yeah. they, if the Conley folks find out you're not even rooting for your own kid. You think they want to do business with you? Like, <laughs> this guy don't even like his own son. He hates his what, family. What's he going to say about us? He's not a family guy. I think they'll understand yeah, if you I root know. for your kid. Yeah, they will. It, it'll be okay. I know. All right. I, I just, my point was, I'm going to conduct myself with class as I always do, Clip. And Troy, as a uh, Conley grad, I hope your team gets their ass kicked as tonight. You know. As you know what? As you should pull for your school. Because I'm going in there. I got a Viking helmet with the horns coming out. (laughs) You're going to be painted blue and yellow. (laughs) Skull. He's going to go in there with a big horn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, my friend uh, Caroline Cook, who is uh, married to the offensive coordinator of Rose football team now. I'm in school with Caroline Cook. Yeah. So uh, she 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 did who now? She's married to Coach Harris. From from Rose. Oh wow! So now it's now that uh, is a that's house a house divided. divided game. So she went literally to Conley. Yeah, she's married to one of the Rose coaches. Yeah, 
So I messaged her earlier today. I said, "Who are you pulling for tonight?" Oh shit! Yeah, she's got a so root for her. She is, husband, well, she's been imagine. she's been to all the Rose games in uh, in blue and green, which I was, you know, wow, okay. Yeah. So she, I guess, she's pulling for family. If you marry into it, yeah, that's fine. And yeah, tis what. But it is. but here's my thing: like the only way, like I th- I thought about this, like a lot of people, their kids go to college, like. I went to East Carolina. My parents didn't become instant pirates. You know, my dad will pay attention to ECU. Well, but he's a no, he's a Carolina guy. About that, Johnny He doesn't really care about ECU because I went there. You know, and but I see a lot of parents like their kids go there and they turn into super fan for that school. Like, let's just say my kid, God forbid, like goes to NC State. That doesn't mean I have to become an NC State fan because my kid goes there. Now, if my kid played football for NC State, I might feel differently. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, once again, I'll pull for my kid wherever he goes. But just because your kid goes to college, why do you have to pull for that school? You don't. I don't. That's not what we're talking about here. Your kid plays for J.H. Rose, right? And yeah. I'm pulling right, and I'm firmly on that. Look, that sideline. All right. Yes. You heard it here first. Troy hates Conley. We'll take a break. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> Conley hater right here. All right. We'll be right back after this. See how this works? <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> you just keep him talking. Yeah. He'll say something. I knew it. You knew it. You knew what was going to happen. Man. <laughs> Guy that hates Conley sitting right here. That's untrue. Mike P says Pirate Radio should pull some money together to get Rajay Harris an autonomous car. Sounds pretty expensive, but uh, I'll throw in a dollar and we'll see what happens. Yeah, what what would that mean? Like it drives by itself? I guess a self-driving vehicle. He types in where to go. Huh. That would be cool. Interesting. Yeah. We'll have to test ride that before we give it a ride. Are those anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll take a break. Come back. We'll hear from Rajay Harris when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday after this. listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT experts since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. East Carolina will be without Rajay Harris Saturday and the remainder of the 2022 season. We were able to catch up, Troy D and I, with Rajay earlier today. We had that interview solo on its own on our uh, YouTube and Facebook, and we'll run it for our radio audience right now. Uh, This is myself, Troy D, and Rajay Harris earlier this afternoon. Let's head out to the Pit Electric Live line, talk to East Carolina running back Rajay Harris. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Rajay, you uh, hanging in there, man? Yes, sir, man. I'm good. Yes, sir. How you uh, doing? Hey, we're doing good. You're always positive, uh, no matter the circumstance. But uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about what happened on Saturday and what is to come. And I guess we'll we'll kind of start with the uh, the negative here, Rajay. You know what what happened on that play looked like one of those dreaded kind of non-contact deals. Uh, what what transpired from your perspective there? Um, 
So um, I came through the hole. I honestly thought, like, nobody was right there at first. But I came through the hole. I seen the safety. And uh, and I could have easily just, you know, ran them over or, you know, just stiffed on them. But I tried to do a move that I do, that I've been doing since I was a kid. And uh, my knee just gave out. And I was right there on the ground. And that moment I knew, I knew something was wrong. You know, I never felt that pain before. Um, I couldn't even feel my knees, like my kneecap. Um, so immediately I just started praying. And, um, you know, the doctor told me that um, he was going to take me out for the rest of the game. So then I started figuring out, like, dang, something must be wrong. And, um, you know, he was bending my leg, um, bending my knee. And um, I seen them look at each other, and I was like, dang, this cannot be good. So uh get on the flight. We went way back. Um, that whole night, I'm looking at my knees, and, uh, you know, it was looking pretty decent, you know, not swollen yet. Uh, I woke up the next morning, though, and it was just, like, swole, swole. So I went to get the MRI, and uh, the doctor had told me, he was like, uh, I want to just let you know that we're thinking it's your ACL. And then uh, right there, I just, and it hit me, you know, just to put in all this work, man, and then, you know, you get told your ACL is torn. It's that's just a a bad feeling. It don't it don't feel good at all. But uh, you know everybody's been posting stuff about me and keeping me in great spirit, and I really appreciate it, man. Um, you know just seeing how how much everybody cares and just just seeing that I chose the right school, man. It's just it's the it's the greatest feeling ever. And I just I love that from from the fans, from the players, the coaches, and just you know great feeling. Talking to ECU running back Rajay Harris and uh, Rajas Troy. Let me just first of all say, man, I'm really sorry about what happened. You know, you're one of our favorite people. And uh, as we've all mentioned, always so positive and upbeat. Hate that this has happened. But let's talk about the future now. What is the uh, road to recovery like for you? What is the rehab like this year? And is it possible to get a medical red shirt for something like this? Or is that not possible? Um, well, the rehab has been a rehab. Um, I can't do much yet. Uh, you know, I haven't had the surgery, so I, I can't do too much yet. But um, is it possible for a medical register? I haven't even asked, to be honest. I haven't asked Coach Houston or our training staff. Um, they really just haven't hit me yet uh, just to be out. It, none of this really hit me yet, to be honest. Um, but, you know, I, I think that would be a plan to get the medical register. Um but I'm not sure. That's something I just have to ask them today or, you know, before the surgery sometime. So how much are you – can you – obviously still on the team and uh, we expect you back hopefully full recovery next season. What, what are you able to do? How much are you able to participate for uh, for this week and really kind of going forward? What What is your day-to-day like now? Well, I told Coach Houston and Coach Foster that I want to be a part of the team still. Like I want to travel if I can. Um, I want to be at every game if I can, you know, meetings, practice. Like, nothing's really changed other than I'm not out there in a uniform or a helmet. But, uh, you know, like they told me that it's time for me to, to start being like a coach, like a bigger leader to the offense. So, you know, anything I can do just to be out there for them boys, just to support them and, you know, be a, be a leader, um, I'm going to do. You know, even if that's just standing on the sideline and, you know, telling telling the running backs uh, what's what's going on, or you know, lifting somebody up during an injury, like anything I can do just to be there, man. I'll I'll do it, anything. <laughs> 
Yeah, Jeremy Lewis said as much on Monday when we talked to him. He said that you'll be maybe even a bigger part of the team now taking over a, a coach's role. And, and uh, Rajay, you got some young running backs that uh, you've already mentored and now can mentor even more uh, when it comes to guys like Marlon Gunn, Camaro Edmonds, uh, and, and Squire as well. So I know uh, you've already taken those guys under your wing, and now you can kind of maybe do that even more uh, from afar now. You got that right, man. Like I, I be in meetings and or practice, and if I see him doing something that's that's wrong, you know, I do it. And I would do it in the past, but now it's kind of like I can coach them up better from the sideline, and you know, help them with their keys from the sideline better because I can see it. You know, I can see it better than they can. You know, because in the game it's hectic. You know, you got people running trying to tackle you, and sometimes you miss your reads, or sometimes you you know mess up your assignment. But now I can see everything. You know, and uh, help the young guys, man. It's just, it's going to be a great, great experience for me just to, you know, put my foot to like the coach's shoes and see how they operate. And, you know, like I said, I'm just ready for whatever, man. Uh, I'm still chasing that 1% wherever I can do it. It's awesome to hear, once again, Keaton. Um, Rajay Harris joining us, who is uh, teammates with Keaton Mitchell, who was out last week due to injury, too. Uh, big loss to, uh, have him out and of course you out for the rest of the season although we talked to coach houston this week and it seems like keaton's going to return this week i know as i said i know you guys are close rajay uh how's he feeling how's he doing now because uh now there's a, a hole to fill with you not being back there man keaton's keaton keaton you know uh he's back this week um you see him flying around every day at practice uh you know we talk every day you know he called me just to check on me uh it's more than just football to him you know, and, you know, he called me, he come sit with me and just talk. And, you know, it's just great to have somebody like that around. Like I said, he's just Keaton. You know, you get on that field and you get him a crease, he's gone. You know, but, uh, you know, a lot of people don't see the other stuff, you know, by checking on me and make sure I'm good. He even take me home if he have to. It's just, you know, that brother, that brotherhood that Coach Houston and I made here at ECU, um, it's just great. It's great. Uh, football like life, Rajay, a lot of adversity, and you're going through it right now. And you talked about who, people rallying around you, and you had that last week with CJ Johnson uh, losing a loved one. And uh, Rajay, you mentioned that word brotherhood. You guys were able to rally around, around him. He was able to have a magnificent performance. But, you know, there's always uh, going stuff going on away from the field, and you guys uh, ha- have to deal with it and and move on just like the rest of us do in everyday life. So uh, you, you kind of you kind of grow up quick, I guess, uh, when you're you're on one of these teams and you, you get a whole new family. But you're uh, you're dealing with your own thing now. CJ had uh, and we'll, we'll continue dealing with with the loss in his family, and, and everybody's got something going on, right, Raja? Definitely, everybody got things going on. But like my dad always told me, you can never stop. You know, adversity makes you. You know, it's going to make me to a different animal. And I truly believe that uh, God has a plan. You know, uh, the strongest, you feel me, the strongest battles that I'm going to going to take is going to make me and going to form me to the man that I want to be. So, you know, I don't I don't look at this as a mistake or anything. I look at it as a lesson, uh, just to build from it, just be a better Rajay Harris. Uh, just to show people in this world that, you know, no matter what you go through, you got to keep fighting, keep swinging. And, uh, you know, eventually you'll come back on top. And, Rod, just to clarify, I guess the the first step, as you mentioned earlier, is surgery to kind of repair what's wrong. And then after that, it'll be a lot of rehab. So uh, and, and is there any time frame set on, on when that surgery might be? 
Yes, I will have surgery next Thursday. All right, well, we'll be praying for you. and uh, you know, I appreciate y'all, man. <laughs> listen, you know we think the world of you, and uh, you're part of our team here at Pirate Radio, one of our Pirate Radio athletes, and, and we still would love to have you with us every week if you're available, and you'll offer unique perspective, too. As you said, you're not going anywhere. You're still on the team, and we still want to have you on our team. So uh, we love you, man, and we uh, are pulling for you. We know you'll have a great recovery. You've got a great spirit, a great attitude for you, and everybody in our building uh, has nothing but positive thoughts for you i appreciate y'all man for real and now rajay that since you're not playing the rest of this year you can you can call in and be like the rest of the callers and say what is donnie doing and why did holton throw that you can be one of those guys now <laughs> yeah man <laughs> look, look at clip trying to turn you in a little more critical yeah yeah uh, critical i want to hear from harris. coach harris <laughs> coming <laughs> up what, what do you see yeah, we'll, get, we'll get you on the brian bailey show on monday yeah right <laughs> so, rajay uh you're the man thanks man hey, thanks buddy hang in there keep okay? your head up <laughs> my guys all right, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, my man. There he is, Rajay Harris uh, from earlier today, joining Troy D and I. Uh, spirits about as high as they can be at this time for him, but if anybody can handle it uh, at that age, uh, it's that young man. So. Just a great dude. Yeah, I mean, really, just a super nice guy. Or involved, you know, getting to know him the past couple years, just off the field just a good good person. Yeah, you know, really a really likable young man, separate from football. Um, I can't say enough good things about Roger. And from a football standpoint, I'm excited to see now a little more Marlon Gunn. Yes, yep. maybe some, maybe crank the Camaro up. Camaro Edmonds might get some action, and namely uh, getting Keaton Mitchell back on the field is the highest priority right now. Absolutely, East Carolina. Yeah, so, that's that's going to be if he, that's going to be a huge problem. I tell you what, if this happened last year, we'd be in a lot more trouble than we are currently. Yeah, because who's you know? behind Mitchell? Uh, Pop McKay. Yeah, we have Pop McKay, who I believe is banged up at the moment. But last year, that was about it, I believe. Yeah. So they did a great job to add to this running back room. Yeah. All right, uh, Troy D about to head out. Got a big JV yeah. contest, Rose versus Conley. We were uh, house divided, baby. And it is. I tell you what, if you're looking for some good football tonight in Greenville, over at uh, Conley at Hollywood Crossroads, it is open to the public. Come on out and uh, watch. This is the JV teams going at it, but uh, you'll see some good JV football tonight. Rose currently six and zero. This hour started with a Troy d rose that'll end with a troy d rose uh we started with troy coming on the air saying he doesn't he doesn't eat dessert well i'm not a dessert guy your quote was i don't eat dessert which i try i i know and i probably phrased that wrong i probably (laughs) just said i shouldn't eat desserts is what i think i i thought that's what i meant to say but it came out different and then maybe we were nitpicking a little bit but you did call uh, rose Conley a house divided game for me when one of the players playing in the game lives in your house true so yeah so but, but there I is have, no division but i have partnerships with rose i have friendships with, i mean with uh conley yeah. and friendships with the conley folks well ellerby you know. is uh on one today he's got other troy d house divided Con- a conley guy invited me to uh lunch today how about that yeah uh ellerby said troy d house divided games rose versus conley ecu versus coach k it's a big I'm one. I'm a there. big. Well, you mean when we play Coach K? Himself versus desserts. Mm-hmm. Big house divided game there. <laughs> Bears versus Patriots <laughs> with Brady and Belichick. His two favorite teams. Yeah. Second favorite, though, would be the Patriots. So and uh, he's, with the he Bears. said, feel free to add more. I've got one. What? I hope Coach Cliff Godwin is not listening. This would be beach versus baseball. Ooh. That's a tough one. I got to admit, during the springtime, right when it starts to warm up, right when baseball season starts. And it's beach. It's a weekend homestand, or it's a beautiful weekend at the beach. That is a. I gotta admit, 
beach versus baseball is a struggle one well i hope cliff godwin's not listening because another one for you is cold weather versus baseball well no that's easy <laughs> like i, I hate, said i hope I hate, cliff's not listening i hate cold weather yeah <laughs> so i'm up front about that yeah. i will i feel bad if sometimes when i choose beach over baseball troy not a baseball guy no i didn't say that i did i am a i am a baseball guy when it matters you're a front runner i like the games that are meaningful sure we and when the tournament comes around and you know those games the regionals i am all in my friend i beach be damned when the regional is here in greenville there you go. I turned down an incredible beach weekend to stay in town for both the regional and super regional. I think the weather's so nice, you should skip your kid's game and go to the beach tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then you won't have to worry about rooting against Conley. You can just skip the whole thing and go to the beach. I, well, there is a beach weekend that I have to, you know, am I going to the varsity game? Because, you know, that is a choice to make Friday afternoon. Friday choices. Nice weekend at the beach, but there's a huge football game here in Greenville. So I'm going to try and do it all, Clip. I'm going to try and thread the needle and do it all. All right. You know? Yep. Football and beach. Good for you. Uh, Troy will have that Conley Rose varsity game coming up Friday night, 7 o'clock, right here after the high school huddle. I got to say, I listened to the uh, game Monday night with Alan Vick and the guys. It's great. First of all, Alan does a great job for us and uh, on radio. Tough loss Monday. Uh, they I got up 21 to nothing. They lost a half lock. Could have, would have, should have won that game. But I uh, really enjoyed listening to it. I pulled it up on my phone, and once I kind of got hooked, and I couldn't turn it off because it was a, such a fantastic, not fantastic finish, but just kind of thrilling ending of what's going to happen. A uh, quick turnaround for Conley. They're right back at it Friday night. Yeah. All right, we'll let you head out to the game. And uh, we'll talk to you saturday perhaps but definitely monday yep. on the show and uh what's your score prediction ec wearing white helmet so you're <laughs> I, taking two lane I, I hate to say it but i am uh i'm gonna say two lane uh 31 ecu 27 okay all right you've heard it i hope first. i'm wrong by the yeah. way i hope i'm wrong i had two lane by four yesterday on the show did you 28 24 wow do you have you changed or are you gonna stick with it I mean, I, I, that's what I got right oh, now. Oh, okay. So that's, right. I guess, what so I'm sticking with. The pick with. is in. Yeah. So me and you both have two lane. That was before I knew right. about the white helmets. Yeah. No, the white helmets pushed me over the edge into the L <laughs> column. We're going to take the L now. All right. So I, I'm just telling you, unfortunately, that was the deciding factor for me. All right. Your pick is in. Yep. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We'll see what Kevin Monroe thinks about the game. We'll get the two lane side of things with Corey Glore. It's a big hour four or hour two in the four o'clock hour oh my when gosh. we return. You're uh, a number divided guy. Uh, I do a lot of hour two. Do a lot he's of not a, he's here. not a numbers guy. I don't know numbers. But if you're listening to our replay, technically this would be coming up at uh, 8 a.m. I'm confused. We're back with you after <laughs> this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories rather for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Y'all want to hear a uh, 
stand to consider sure maybe more of a factoid but i want you to hit stat to consider that's why i brought it up the stat to consider this will be the first time ever in 32 meetings you know we've been sending nfl teams over to london and and giving them a a good old old old-fashioned american show Uh uh-huh yeah yeah this will be the first time ever we send two teams over to play that have a winning record during the time of the game Oh. Giants versus Packers. I have a trivia question. You have a stat to consider. I have a trivia question. All right. Who is the first player to score a touchdown in London? Mm. Give me what year was it? 07. Um, <laughs> I mean, give me some teams. Here's a hint. He give was me, a, no, give me teams. All right. Uh, one of the teams is playing there this year. All right. So Packers uh, or Giants? Um, how about who was the receiver for the Packers back then? Donald Driver. Don't don't think about receivers. It's a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. No, it's not. Uh, Eli Manning. Eli Manning scored the first touchdown. That is in random. London. Wow. So yeah. I don't remember him. A little quarterback uh, scamper. He couldn't have had that many career rushing touchdowns. I think he was just on the run from pressure and found his way into the end zone. Oh, okay. So, Eli Manning. I want to see how many rushing touchdowns he had in his career. Because I'm going to say, let's let's play that game. How many rushing touchdowns did Eli have? In that game? No, in his career. Uh, I'm going to say he had 11. I'm going to say 18. Shirley, what's your number? What was the question again? I'm sorry. Eli Manning rushing touchdowns in his career. In his career, how many years did he play? A lot. Um, how many did you say, Chandler? Eighteen. I'm gonna go twelve. All right. The answer is Eli Manning had seven career rushing touchdowns. Seven? Yes. I knew it was. It couldn't have been a lot. Good gracious. And well, a, I mean, come on, Eli. Well, I mean, Chad Powers, his his 40-yard time was like 5.63. Yeah, not fleet of foot. New. Uh, he played in 236 games, seven rushing touchdowns in his career. <laughs> I have a Major League Baseball stat to consider. Hey, let's keep him rolling. Whoop, nope, that's not the, the right one. You be quiet, Malcolm. We're doing a show. <laughs> you be quiet, please. Major League Baseball stat to consider. Shohei Otani. Never heard of him. First player since eight. 1990. What? <laughs> to finish top five in both home runs hit and strikeouts pitched with 34 home runs and 219 strikeouts. Yeah. And he is just the fourth player all time to accomplish this feat. So the last time that happened was Jack Stivitz. In 1890, who hit seven home runs and struck out 289 batters that year. There is your stat to consider. He's a modern marvel. We will not be seeing him tomorrow or in the postseason because the Angels did not make it. Did not make it. Again. Unfortunately. Uh, How about a full slate of baseball? We'll be uh, be watching playoff baseball in the afternoon tomorrow. Day baseball. Hey, Ellerby. Day baseball tomorrow. Day baseball, Jonathan Ellerby. Best kind of baseball baseball there is. Yes, sir.
Yes, ma'am. Let's take a, uh, a what I like to call a non-break and continue on with the show. <laughs> I was about to say. And go Let's out. take a slight left-hand turn. <laughs> no breaks on the show. And go out to the Pit Electric Live Line, talk East Carolina Tulane, and more with Kevin Monroe, who joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Kevin, how you doing today, man? We'll head out to the Pit Oh, yeah. I talked to him earlier today on uh, on YouTube. We already put it out there. Let's We'll head out to the Pit Electric Live line and talk to the former pirate, Kevin Monroe, right now. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing good, Cliff. Hope you are. Yes, sir. Doing well. And uh, Pirates coming off a W against USF. And what a difference a week uh, makes, Kevin. Last week, we are kind of scratching our heads. What happened to Holden Aylers and this Pirate offense that we had seen the first three games and then Man, they wake up down in Boca Raton, an offensive explosion in the first half, 41 points, and one of the best offensive halves of football we've seen in a long time here, Kevin. It was uh, it was interesting to watch. I mean, it was it was very surprising. Um, you know, I think part of it, the injury to Jalen Johnson, and then all of a sudden CJ CJ Johnson's on the on the outside now, where he where he was in the past, and he's now catching deep ball after deep ball after deep ball over top people's heads. And like it was just old hat, like it was just him in his freshman year, and um, it was fun to watch. So you know, I, I heard a lot of people obviously getting very upset about Coach Kirkpatrick and the, and the play calling two weeks ago, and now everyone was thrilled at how how much the offense opened up this week. I'm not so sure play calling was a whole lot different. We won a lot of one on one matchups this week that we maybe didn't win in previous weeks. So when when CJ Johnson goes running down the field past a corner. And catches a deep ball, is that a, is that an open up offense? Is that is that different than what we've done in the past, or is it someone winning a matchup, getting open, and Holton finding him? However you want to look at it, it worked out, and the offense exploded there in that first half. Did you notice, Kevin? Like, what was Navy doing defensively different than than South Florida was doing? Were, was South Florida just allowing more opportunities, or was East Carolina taking advantage, like you said, and and making the plays when they were given those opportunities? What was like the the big difference there? defensively from my vantage point it was a pressure it was a, it was a quarterback pressure navy stayed in the backfield in that game i'm not really sure why or how but they blitzed a lot and they were in holton's face a lot uh and it made it tough on him to look downfield and make the deep throws um he got a little bit of a happy feet sometimes and was trying to scramble out of the pocket and just look for something to dump on off uh so that 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 would be the key for me is that just you know you you can be a good defensive back with a great pass rush uh when you have guys in the quarterback space all the time so that, that's what i saw from navy kevin monroe joining us pirates coming off a, a nice all pit offensive performance and kevin how about two more goal line stops on defense that's five on the year they got a turnover and then a fourth down stop late in the game in the fourth quarter and this defense anytime a team gets it inside the five the expectation now is that they hold them to three or zero because we've seen it so many times they were able to do it two more times on saturday Man, I tell you what, I mean, I think that the, the, the defense in general, you know, kind of in between the 20s can, can fix some things. Yeah. Giving up some, some passes deep and, you know, a run here or there has broken. But, man, when they get inside that 10-yard line, they buckle down. And, there, you know, there's no receivers open. There's no running game to be spoken of. Uh, and it's everybody. It's from D-line to linebackers to DBs. Everybody's coming up, making hits, making sure tackles, getting guys on the ground. They're all covering where they should be covering it's almost like just a, a, a flip switches, and they and they figure it out 
you know, inside the goal line. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to see that keep happening. I think the, the state game kind of woke that up, and ever since then they've been dominant down there. And, Kevin, uh, man, we got a secondary that, that likes to hit, that likes to tackle. Uh, once again, Julius Wood uh, forcing a fumble there. And uh, I think it was Dion that famously said, you know, he doesn't get paid to tackle. Right, Kevin? I think that was the quote. But uh, we got some DBs that will hit. And as a former DB yourself, uh, I know you uh, you enjoy watching that. I do. And, I, you know, it, it, I love Julius Wood's name. You know, quick story, my, my true freshman year we come in, and once we get in pads, uh, all of a sudden, there's this one guy that's just knocking people out. This is just freshman practice, and he's every time you turn around, you can just hear pads popping, and it's and it's Jeff Carr, hmm. and uh, and so you could veteran guys start saying, "Ooh, that young cat brings the wood," and so literally from 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 summer camp, my few freshman year till this day, everybody calls Jeff Carr wood <laughs> the way he used to hit people, and so to have a guy back there named Two years. Wood that's out there hitting people is pretty funny. Kind of brings it's kind of nostalgic for me. But he's a hitter. Tegan Wilkes, a big time tackler back there. Uh, the corners come up and make tackles, which I really like. Um, you know, sometimes they're even too aggressive, as you saw on the on the uh, the one deep deep pass play that they had um, in that game. Tegan Wilkes was coming up for a kill shot and missed the guy, and that's when he went for that long touchdown. But uh, other than that, man, they're they're pretty sure tackles back there, and it's fun to watch. Kevin Monroe joining us. Tulane up next, a uh, very solid football team coming off the win over Houston, and we've talked about it this week, Kevin, that, that Tulane has not had sustained success there but they had that undefeated year, Sean King. Did y'all play did you run into those teams, Kevin, when you were at East Carolina? So I didn't play uh well, I think I want to say Sean King's Yeah, I mean, we definitely ran into them. Yeah. I'm trying to think I'm trying to think on the undefeated year if we played them or not. We probably did though cuz I want to say he was in that kind of that mid 90s. I think he finished up like 97-98. Yeah. I played 95 to 99. So, yeah, I don't know if I was a starter then, but, yeah, we definitely played them in those years. Point B, they and had, they've had some great times. They've had some down times. Bryce Williams, uh, tight end, joins us every Tuesday. He remembers Tulane as a team you could kind of roll over, although they did upset East Carolina one year in triple overtime in the Superdome. But they're back on the upswing now with, with Willie Fritz. They had a down year last year, Kevin. East Carolina was able to take advantage of that. But these players that we've talked to this week have said, when we look at Tulane, we see ourselves. It's kind of a a physical hard nose that they use the word culture use the word program kind of similarities right now the way mike houston's running things and the way uh, willie fritz runs it down there yeah you know it's it's interesting this team in general we've always known that willie fritz could coach and that uh you know they they have the right mindset they haven't always had the players they haven't always had the discipline um but this year they seem to have turned it around they've got an on-campus uh facility now he doesn't. He doesn't see the ton, and, and you know their first two home games. You know they were averaging about fifteen thousand fans, uh, which you know if you, if you compare that to East Carolina, we're getting three times that at home games. Uh, but they they're excited about the football and they're winning. This this schedule, if, if you look at it, you know UMass, Alcorn State, not very good football teams. Southern Miss is down a little bit. There's three games where they you know where they were playing opponents that are that are that are either not very good or not having the best year in Southern Miss. But at Kansas State and at Houston, those are two yeah. teams where you gotta you, you gotta kind of perk up your eyes and say, "Wow, those, those are big time wins." Both those top twenty five teams, and they they went on the road and beat those guys. So they they are impressive. Uh, Pratt is quarterback who, who sounds like he's gonna be back this week. Uh, is is a, a guy that can run and throw. He's, he's an accurate quarterback. He's been around for several years. 
so the Pirates will have their hands full, specifically defensively. They're putting up some points, although you know a lot of those points came in the in the Alcorn State and UMass games. They, they're still showing they can put up points. Kevin Monroe joining us. Pirates uh, playing through injury, like a lot of teams are at this point in the season. And uh, we talked to Rajay Harris earlier today. No surprise, Kevin. He is keeping his head up high, keeping a positive attitude. He's got to as he, uh, you know, undergoes surgery next week and then uh, a lot, a lot of rehab. But Rajay is uh, one of the most positive people you'll meet. So I think he'll get through this. Uh, but now for the Pirates, they're down a running back. Keaton Mitchell didn't play last week, hopefully, and he should be back this week. But, man, we've seen Marlon Gunn kind of break out uh, here early in the season. Camaro Edmonds waiting in the wings. So we talked about it preseason, Kevin. They had stocked this running back room, and now they're going to need to see it. They're, they're going to have to show it because uh, one of their best guys is down in Raja. Yeah, running back's a weird position in that. You you need a lot of them, and it's hard to keep those guys happy. But if you don't have three or four good backs, you're going to find yourself towards the end of the year struggling because someone always gets nicked up. You obviously hate to see a season-ending injury, injury, but, yeah, it's, it's just one of those positions where they take such a pounding. It used to be kind of 30 in the NFL was when running backs started going downhill. Now it's more like 27, 28. I mean, yeah. just, you get a few years in there, and there's, and there's pretty much no – team in the NFL that just has one guy. I mean, maybe Derrick Henry a little bit, but everybody else is, is playing running back by committee. and That's just the way it is. And in college, it's the same thing. And guys, I love the way Keith Mitchell and Roger Harris support each other. They're rooting for each other to, to, to do really well. And so for him to be out is a big deal. Now, he's not the home run hitter that Keith Mitchell is. So when Keith Mitchell's out, it strains the offense maybe a little bit more. It doesn't make him any less of a back. It's just the fact that Keith can go 80 yards at any moment is a huge deal. So um, not having him out, I don't, I don't, I don't want to minimize that. It's still a big deal, but having Gun in there and having Keith Mitchell back would definitely help and keep this offense uh, running game going forward. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pit Electric Live Line, East Carolina on the road Saturday at Tulane, three thirty. Our pregame coverage begins eleven thirty on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We're with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And then, Kevin, next week, Pirates home for Memphis. And uh, I don't think I've asked you about this. You're a fashionable guy. Uh, what, what did you think of the uniforms, the modern throwback uniforms that's taken a splash from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and, and even today? Uh, what did you think of those uniforms they unveiled that they'll be wearing in that Memphis game? Flip, I love them. I, I really <laughs> do. It, it, it may be my favorite uniform combination. I mean, it, it is sharp. I love the just kind of the, the ode to the, to the prior generations. Obviously, I was a player of the 90s, so part of the, part of the color scheme of the jerseys is, is the jersey that we wore. Um, but you know, obviously, we didn't wear Adidas, so they, were, they didn't look as nice. Uh, but man, I, I, I think they're really impressive. Kudos to the folks that put those together and the people that, that showed up the dollars to pay for them. You know, it's nice to to be a program that can be on the cutting edge of, of nice uniforms. It, it wasn't like that always, and uh, to to have the Adidas sponsorship and to have uh, the the boosters backing it and putting money towards it to, to get uniforms like that is, is a big deal. Good stuff, Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, we'll wrap it up as we always do with a little. NFL talk, uh, Cowboys beat the Commanders to the surprise of no one. Uh, rough times right now in Washington, but how you uh, how you feeling through uh, four weeks with your boys? Well, you know what? You know, week one was rough, but I, the, the, it wasn't losing to Tampa. That was the big deal. It was losing Dak Prescott. So uh, a lot of a lot of Cowboy fans were like, "Man, the season's over." I just wanted. I just I was. If they were saying he's going to be out four to five weeks. I was just wanting the Cooper Rush to go. Two and two, two and three, something like that to keep the Cowboys in it. And the fact that he's, 
you know, won three straight is just more than we can ask for. You know, I don't know what happens against the Rams. I'm not sure we're good, we're good enough to beat the Rams with Cooper Rush back there. Uh, but I'm just at least excited that the, they've been competitive. The defense has been playing really well. So uh, we'll see if they can keep it going. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uniforms, Kevin, you did comment on Washington's uh, black uniforms. And uh, I, did. I guess the good news on that is that if somebody tuned in, they wouldn't know who the Cowboys was be- were beating. So nobody knows they beat Washington. That's the positive. I did say to Bailey that it it when you turn the game on bad or good over the years a, a cowboys redskins game the, the uniform combination was always fun to see on tv and uh we were kind of missing that on sunday yeah no i i've, I've loved watching you know the, the skins now commanders play over the years and uh regardless of the records from either team they're always close games and they you know so uh, it's frustrating because you know I'll, I'll watch a game and see, and see you know the skins get beat by 25 by somebody and then we're in a you know 15 16 game against them and so that's <laughs> what it is the history of it and it's always going to be that way and so uh, I'm always nervous when we play against the East teams. Kevin, always enjoyed the chat, man. We'll uh, catch up with you again soon and uh, do it all over again. Have a good weekend, man. Appreciate it, Cliff. There is KMO Kevin Monroe joining us today on the Pit Electric Live Line as uh, part of our Flight by Yingling ECU report. Chandler, uh, you know, there's a new Halloween movie, Michael Myers movie, coming out uh, later this month, and just like that, I am very, very eager to see that. And uh, in similar fashion, I am eager to see what Kevin Monroe is going to be for Halloween this year because for pe- folks that don't know. Kevin Monroe is probably the greatest of all time when it comes to costumes at Halloween time. Did you just goat him? He is the goat. He's he is the greatest of all time. You have to see what this man has been in the past when it comes to Halloween. Michael Jackson. Uh, I think the Terminator is one of them. I mean, uh, several characters. This guy cannot be beat when it comes to Halloween costumes, and I cannot wait to see what's in store for 2022. Uh, are you a fan of the horror g- genre? Horror genre? Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I, I really love the Halloween series. Really? I watched the one last last year. They're saying this is the last one. Uh, it, it literally says Halloween ends, uh, but we'll see. We'll uh, see. We'll, we'll see, Jeff. Let's see. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Michael Myers series. And then... You know, I wouldn't consider myself a big whore. Oh, I gotta say that. I hear word. you, Troy. I gotta say that uh, word carefully. Horror, horror movie guy. I'm not a big horror movie guy. Um, Ho, you fat. Ho, you fat. But no, in like the insidious movies and stuff, I don't watch that. So what? I've, I've seen The Conjuring. You like old school horror? Yeah, horror. give me Jamie Lee Curtis any day of the week. Any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Twice on Sunday. Give me Jamie Lee Curtis twice on Sunday. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll get the Tulane perspective on this game. Hello. And say hello, hello. To, to Corey Glore, who will uh, join us. Had a chance to catch up with Corey yesterday, and uh, we'll have that interview for you. When we return, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, uh, Oktoberfest has arrived at 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. Thursday through Saturday, they're going to be having a German-themed menu along with their regular uh, menu items, and they'll also have live music Thursday and Friday. And once again, that's at 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room that is on 5th Street right beside the State Theater. Now let's uh, head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, uh, Wednesday on the show, we talk to the voice of the Pirates, Jeff Charles. Today, we'll hear from the voice of the Tulane Green Wave, Corey Glore, and uh, recorded this interview earlier. You can, uh, it's been available on YouTube and Facebook as we're starting to do that. If we record interviews ahead of time, going ahead and putting them up live. So you can check them out and then we replay them for our radio audience because we do know there are a lot of people who tune in different ways. So uh, we got you covered, all platforms here at pirate radio here's my conversation with Corey glore our old buddy i had a chance to catch up with him here you go doing well before uh we get to your prepared text i do have a question for you okay um a little birdie told me that on your pregame show saturday i i did come up um and you referred to me as i believe a big-headed baby boy that probably is something I, I say a lot during that four-hour show, but I could see myself saying that. All right, I just wanted to, you know, I, I'm not discounting that. I just wanted to see if that was indeed boomed out over the massive pyro radio airwaves set, uh, Saturday morning when you guys took the air. <laughs> Our big-headed baby boy. Uh, how big is that melon? What size hat do you wear, Corey? Uh, it's so big, I don't know what size it is. Yikes. I get the adjustable hats because if I go fit it, I'm never going to find the correct one. Corey, uh, we are, I, I don't know if proud is a word. I mean, it's not like you're my kid or anything, but like we, we are happy for your success. How about that? Is that a good way to put it? I appreciate it. Hey, I'm your big headed baby boy. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you, I mean, I, I look at you as the father that I didn't need, but appreciate that I had in my time at Greenfield. <laughs> this is getting really weird very early on in the conversation. Yes. Tulane coming off a dramatic win. Not only did we get to hear Corey call it, we got to see Corey in the booth as the walk-off touchdown was scored. Corey, as somebody who is very modest, uh, I'm sure you don't enjoy uh, having to relive that video and everybody seeing you pump up, uh, so pumped up in the booth, right? Well, I I found now with this the, the thing that we're doing here, and we're just setting up a GoPro in the booth for every game for moments like that. Um, I found that I, I broadcast with my hands more than I realized. Like that's what caught me off guard watching that clip, and it happened. Uh, you know, there, there was one clip that came out when Tulane beat Kansas State a few weeks ago. That was me a little bit more reserved in terms of my physical motion. But there was another one from that game that I saw that was a lot more demonstrative. And, but nothing topped the, the one Friday night. Yeah, I, I 
I use my hands and my arms more than a human being probably should in that scenario. So it's, it was, it's weird, no question. I'm already have to jump over the mental hurdle of hearing myself and now seeing myself while hearing myself um, is unpleasant at times. It almost looked like like both of your arms went out uh, when that ball was released. It almost looked like you were almost catching it for sharp, that walk-off touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Tajay, if Tajay didn't reel that one in, I had it. Yeah. Yeah, you had his back on that one. What a call, what a game. And uh, I guess, Corey, man, it, it, we hate to do this, but you, you, can, you East Carolina's like, hey, we, we're two plays away or whatever from – you know, five and zero oh and a top twenty-five ranking. Well, Tulane is one letdown game away, and I didn't see the the Southern Miss Tulane game. I'll let you speak on it. But after winning in Manhattan, and that that sandwich of Kansas State and Houston is filled with a loss to to Southern Miss. I know they'd like to have that one back, but was that a like a classic letdown game? Uh, what what did happen in that Southern Miss loss, Corey? You know, I really don't think it was that classic letdown because they, I mean, they, they moved the ball well. They outgained USM by about 200 yards, um, and they were in control of a lot of the pace of that game. But what happened was you had a blocked field goal, you had a blocked punt, and you had a missed field goal across the night that led to 13 points for USM. And there's your difference. So, you know, where East Carolina thinks there are probably a couple light kicks and one poorly timed interception away from being 5-0. and uh, I think Tulane will look at two rushes off the right side of your special teams protection of being 5-0 and as well. And so it's, I mean, it literally comes down to that. It was not like you were out-gamed. It wasn't as though you were out-planned against USM. It was that when crunch time happened, especially in special teams, you just failed to execute some simple stuff. And so getting that cleaned up is a lot simpler to do than fixing a game plan and i think we saw that happen the next game at houston where they cleaned up that stuff now they had a missed field goal against houston um and there is now back a competition up for grabs here for the place kicker spot this week but um they certainly were executing in a far more crisper fashion up and down the board on their next effort out so yes they, they definitely want usm back but it was really as simple as The guy who was the wing blocker on the right side of special teams was not able to play that game due to injury, and it was a true freshman there, and he got whipped on a couple of really important moments. And so you get those back, and you're 5-0. A lot of similarities between this East Carolina team and Tulane team. Uh, The East Carolina players said as much Monday when they joined us on the Players' Lounge. Before we we dive into it more one more question on the houston game Corey. as you're calling all that and you're in a a thriller on a friday night are you aware and keeping an eye on dana holgerson and the theatrics there at the end of regulation and the crowd's booing and he's gesturing to the crowd are you you know did you see all that as it was uh transpiring or were you focused on other things i saw some of it i mean which with the way that stadium set up i mean the the Houston bench is obviously right in front of us. And so, you know, the booing was obvious. That was picked up loud and clear on our broadcast at the end of regulation. But, the you know, the screaming and showing his anger towards the fans, I didn't notice that right away. I definitely saw him earlier on on that possession 
go after his left tackle at a false start in that drive. And so, no, I, I saw a little bit of it. I didn't see kind of the uh, the attention-grabbing moment there at the end of regulation, but uh, it certainly did not uh, escape this two-lane team leaving Houston, what they seem to do to uh, um, make that head coach of the Houston Cougars pretty angry. No doubt. And uh, ESPN certainly picked up on it because they basically had the Dana cam there for the last – 15 20 minutes of that uh telecast the other night Corey glor joining us it'll be east carolina and tulane on saturday and Corey, uh we'll cut the microphones and cameras off for a minute this is just me and you talking and i'll you you can trust me uh what what has willie fritz told you about the quarterback uh situation who's starting on saturday uh do not know i think i think they are hoping michael is available and getting him worked back into regular practice reps this week um, if not, it'll be Kai Horton, you know, Justin Ibietta, who started Friday against Houston, injured himself on the first drive, and, and he's not going to be available. And so it'll either be Pride or Horton. Um, but that's all I got for you here as we sit today. Kai Horton, man, part of your, your awesome call there at the end, Tulane wins, dramatic fashion, but, uh, you know, how cool is it, Corey, to see a third-string quarterback go in on the road and beat a, a pretty solid team, a, a good Houston team. We were kind of saying, you know, could Ryan Stubblefield or Alex Flynn, could we see that happening here at East Carolina? Because that, that's pretty remarkable uh, to see what he did the other night. Yeah, it was pretty special. And uh, I think, you know, for all the faults and the dysfunction that exists with the Houston Cougars right now, the one thing that's undeniable is their pass rush is scary. And it, it did wreak some havoc Friday. And so for him to hang in there like that and, you know, he wasn't, you know, blowing the world apart throughout the course of the game. But when he was called upon to lead the team down the field, he did. Um, He had a a, a heck of a first touchdown throw in the first half. Um, A little throw on the run across his body that was really, really challenging. Then the the throw in overtime was special, um, especially in that circumstance. The, The thing that you know, I think gave some calm to a lot of people around the program when Horton had to enter is that he has had to be in a game before, a big pressure game. He had to start against Cincinnati last year due to injuries in front of him. And so, and he played really dang well in that game. And then afterward, we found out he had a broken finger on his throwing hand that he suffered in the first quarter and still played pretty well against that type of team. And so we had seen bits of it before. And so when he was thrown in there, there wasn't necessarily a case of he was going to be too wide-eyed for the moment. It was whether or not he had enough of the knowledge of the playbook heading into that game to be ready to go. You know, last year, he had the whole week of first-team reps heading into Cincinnati. That wasn't the case last week. And so for him to be able to settle in, make some really tough throws and some big-time plays when this team required it, and he's a really a humble dude from small town Texas. Here, Cliff. He's now never. He's still never lost a game in that state. He's he went thirty and zero in high school. And wow. Now he's one and zero as a collegiate quarterback in that state, um, from about three hours away from Houston. Um, and, and it was just it was never a case where it was nerve wracking for him. And that's hard to do when you're a third stringer. And you know, last week he became second stringer heading into that game, but. You still just you're not anticipating that moment where the, you're actually going to be needed, and then he was needed very early, and he had one unbelievable show on national television. 
No doubt, Corey Glore joining us on the Pitt Electric Live Line as we talk Tulane football. And, Corey, uh, we, we need to uh, put a mark on Tajay Spears. How about the leading rusher? He is the team's leading receiver in terms of reception, second on the team in receiving yards, and had that one touchdown catch that we all saw and uh, heard Corey call on Friday night. So uh, you got to watch him. Who are the other? Uh, who are the weapons on offense, Corey, that Pirate fans will get to know on Saturday? Yeah, I think you know, I would think this team would prefer that Spears not be kind of the main receiving option here. Now they did use him in more regular receiving packages Friday. They even put him out in in wide formations at times, which we had not seen before. But behind Spears in the backfield, a kid by the name of Iverson Celestine is a really good hard runner. Um, doesn't really go down on first contact. He just kind of bowling balls his way forward. He's been a nice surprise here so far this year, and he takes over for Cam Carroll, who is out for most of the rest of the year with an injury. Um, and Celestine's come in and done a nice job. You know, I talked about the, the Southern Miss game and what happened there, Clip. Well, the guy who was out of that game was Will Wallace, one of the two main tight ends for this team. And he came back against Houston, and he's not a, a major receiving threat, but he is pretty instrumental to how this offense flows. And Tyreek James, who had that, that game-tying touchdown on the shovel pitch, he just is a reliable guy over the middle that is used quite a bit in this offense. So the two tight ends are utilized quite a bit with how this team moves up and down the field. And then wide receivers, Deuce Watts is now the, the only Watts twin playing right now. The other one, Bat, tore his ACL back against Alcorn State in Week 2. And Deuce had the first touchdown grab uh, against Houston. He had a, a big-time third-down pickup in the final driver regulation. The key with him was always, can he hold on to the ball? Well, he's holding on to the ball a little bit more here this year. Jaquan Jackson, who was injured a lot last year, he's had two punt return touchdowns called back due to holding penalties already this year. Um, he is dynamic when he's in open field and, and finds a little bit of space, and he looks more like himself. And then Lawrence Keyes is a, a wide receiver transfer from Notre Dame who comes back home to New Orleans. He missed the Southern Miss game as well, and the offense, you could tell, really bogged down without him when they hit the red zone. Um, a lot of pre-snap movement, a lot of um, you know, a lot of show-and-go stuff, a lot of decoy stuff with him that is pretty key to how this wide receiver group functions. So there's a couple of names for Pirate fans to watch for on this two-lane offense. Corey Glore joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Uh, two good defenses will be on display on Saturday as well, Corey, and uh, East Carolina, Blake Harrell has come in in, in year three, and, and we've just seen improvements each and every uh, year, each and every game. Um, how about Tulane, a number that jumps off the page? They're giving up 14 points a game. Now, those numbers are helped when you shut out Alcorn State. They gave up 10 to UMass, but only allowing 10 you know, on the road at Kansas State. Talked about the special teams miscues, giving up. Uh, 27 to Southern Miss and then 24 to Houston. But 14 points per game, Corey, just about halfway through the season. That is a, a stellar number defensively. And from where this defense was at this time a year ago to now, it's a pretty stark turnaround. I remember the game in Greenville last year and how this defense just got straight up torched by, by Holton and that team. Um, and now it's you know almost a full calendar year later, maybe even a little bit more than that. And you have one of the better units in the nation going right now. I thought it was telling to me that 
Friday, they saw Clayton Toon, who, you know, you could make the case is, is the, the best quarterback in the American. I'm sure ECU would have a bone to pick with that. Um, but uh, his experience, his accuracy, his efficiency um, is really sharp and will get him some NFL looks. And they were able to hold him down, by and large. Um, and so that was the first big test for me. Was That was the, the first time this year that we're seeing a, a quarterback that could really test them downfield. And they were able to manage that pretty well. They're going to see another one here Saturday. Um, and so how they're able to do this two weeks in a row, that will be, well, the difference between a win and a loss uh, for this group. But, yeah, I mean, the, the linebackers get the headlines, and deservedly so. Nick Anderson, Defensive Player of the Week here in the conference, second time he's won the honor. Dorian Williams, who's just he's an NFL monster of a linebacker. Those two have just had some exceptional years already. Um, and the front four has been great. They've been pressuring the quarterback. They've been closing the pocket quick. And they're making first contact stick. Like, there, there's no arm tackles. That's when you're hit, you're hit. And with the playmakers that Houston has, with the playmakers that East Carolina will bring in here, that is vital. And so, and so far, they have been up to that task of just making sure they land that first blow and make a small gain small and not any bigger. Corey Glore joining us. Corey, I remember commenting on the Tulane basketball crowd last year and saying I'd never seen anything like it. Uh, Ron Hunter getting people fired up for green wave hoops. Uh, Willie Fritz has been there long enough, established his program. Has that translated? Will it translate to an environment on Saturday, Corey? Uh, what kind of what kind of atmosphere are you expecting for the game? You know, I, I hope it's a good one. I know that there was a pretty strong push to get people out here for the Southern Miss game a few weekends ago, and that's a big-time rivalry game, too, and so we knew that that would have a little bit of extra tension on it. It might have, frankly, it was probably the game circled on most of Tulane fans' calendars was that one. Um, I, I think where Tulane fans have been for a while, and I think that need to start weaning off of, honestly, is that when highlight moments have happened, they're always kind of, it's more of a skeptical, well, let's see how they build off of this sort of deal. And so, you know, I hope that there's a good crowd and a, and a big size crowd on hand here Saturday. Um, but just two weeks ago was, well, you got a big time win on the road and then couldn't do it against arguably your arch rival in front of what was, you know, 20, 23,000 people in this 30,000 seat stadium. So uh, I hope people come out and, and, and really start buying into this group because it's a group really worth buying into, you know, win, win or loss, the, what they are showing already this year is worlds beyond what they showed last year. Um, and so it's a group that's worth supporting. And if they're able to notch another win here on Saturday and then they go to Tampa next weekend and, you know, you, you might be able to start putting some things together, um, you know, but I think fans are in a let me see you prove it sort of situation right now. And I mean, the American feels kind of wide open, right, Corey? I mean, the, the Cincinnati still the, the king until they are knocked off the throne but it doesn't feel like it does in past years where there is you know one team ahead of everybody or even a tier that's just um far and away ahead of everyone and i think east carolina despite the loss to navy still thinks they're in it and they should be especially if they can knock off Tulane this weekend so really makes every game important makes every game exciting uh, it's great to have uh some good football in the aac and uh, a little bit of parody at the top Corey. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right, Clip. Where, yeah, right now Cincinnati is the only ranked team in the American, and and they had a you know they came close against Arkansas to start the year, but they're on blemish since, and you know that that program's a machine now. So it seems like they have filled those massive vacancies from last year's group, and at least put things together to the point where now they're they're ranked and. I think for many around the country, it would be called the favorite in the league. But but I'm with you. I don't think five weeks into the year there is, you know, last year there was a clear front runner in Cincinnati, and then as the year went along, Houston pulled in front of the rest of the pack as they went on their winning streak. That that doesn't exist right now, and who knows what the next, you know, at the end of October if someone has locked out in front. But as of now, I mean, I think you you are. You know, any choice in the league is as good as any to maybe compete for this league. They, you know, Temple is probably going to be struggling. South Florida, we're going to see them next week, and ECU just saw them. Um, so we'll see where they're going to fit it in all of this. But outside of those two, like, there's no reason to say that the other nine teams in this league don't have a, an honest, legit shot to be in contention here in November. Um, and so that's where a game like Saturday is huge for both of these teams. Like uh, when I saw the schedule clip, I, I saw this was honestly the first swing game I saw on this two lane schedule. Now they've gotten to four and one in a way that I didn't anticipate they would be getting to here so far this year. Yep. Um, and so, you know, who knows what transpires here on Saturday, but this is the first one I saw that, that this is going to be one of those games that you'll look back on in the first week in December for good or for ill. Um, and so I think that puts a lot of emphasis on this contest for both of these teams because I think both of these teams will wind up looking back at this game. Corey Glore joining us. Awesome to hear his voice once again, formerly the baseball play-by-play voice at East Carolina and did a, a lot of other things. Filled in for me here when I was uh, battling the sickness for – what a week, Corey? A few days at least on Pirate Radio. I think, so, yeah, I think it was a week. Yeah, I think it was a week in December of 2020. Yep, that sounds right. So, uh, week the highest ratings that Pirate Radio has <laughs> ever had. Yeah, and nothing's come close. And I think that's really when you put that on the resume. That's probably what got you the Tulane gig. Yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, he's called some, you know, he's called collegiate baseball. He's he's done some football. He's done some basketball. But that week. On pirate radio, uh, was transcendent. Yep, and that's where my that's where my fan club started. Yeah, that fan club that you alluded to, um, that uh, that is just growing and burgeoning. The glory heads. That, the, that's the, where it started. The, yeah, the, the, the glory hogs. Well, we got to come up with a name. I don't. I don't have it today, but we'll have it soon. Well, uh, as the president of my fan club, I will <laughs> have a name in short order. Yes, sir. Corey, we'll let you run. Always enjoy chatting with you, man. We'll do it again when the Pirates and uh, the Green Wave meet up on the hardwood, or when they meet up in the AAC Football Championship. How about that? Wow, yeah, that, I, I like the sound of that. I'll say that. So, yeah, let's uh, let's reconvene in the first weekend of December. Corey, enjoyed it as always, man. Uh, be good. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you, Pirate Radio. There is Corey Glover joining us. Pit Electric Live Line. He'll be on the call on Saturday. Had a great call last Friday night as Tulane walks it off in overtime against the houston cougars really enjoyed listening to that 
both both teams coming off a win both teams lost uh the previous week so important game coming up here week six of the college football season yes going to be a tough task just saw that uh pirate radio put out there that uh horton cade horton kai kai horton kai 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 horton will start if michael pratt cannot go there will be a decision tomorrow on if Michael Pratt can go for the Green Wave. If he cannot, it will be Kai Horton who led the Green Wave to a victory last week at Houston. And then their backup will be the second-string quarterback that actually started the game last week. So just a little update there if you haven't seen on Pirate Radio social media. Good update, Chandler. Uh, Chandler making himself at home here. He's uh, got him an old plate of popcorn, got a can, got a cup, got yeah. a napkin on the table, and watching the old ECU game. You're having a day, huh? Oh, man. I'm, I'm enjoying work today. I just need a recliner. How uh, many cupcakes did he have earlier? Ooh, are we cupcake shaming now? Okay. How many? I had, I had one, and that is the honest truth. Okay. I had the chocolate chip because I'm not a big fan of any of the, any of the other flavors. You're not that much of a cupcake guy? Nah, I'm not a cupcake guy. You should have tried a lemon. They were, they were the best. Yeah, I heard. They were good. I heard. They were I heard really they were the most popular. Good. Very good. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up Hour 2. Get you set for Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by beauty bar metaspa do you want to get rid of wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in botox or filler visit beautybarmetaspa.com to set up a free consultation now back to the show welcome back for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests they can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at PR927FM. You can join at the close to 60,000 followers today. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, wrapping up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Chandler's watching East Carolina Marshall 2007. Is that right? 2008. 2008. Just saw Zach Slate get a sack a moment ago. There's been about three punts in the past two minutes. What's their head coach's name? I cannot remember. I... uh, um, this was before Doc Holliday. I'm assuming Doc Holliday took this guy's uh, position. Mm. Hmm, I cannot remember. But uh, this right here, folks, 2008 in Daddy Ficklin Stadium. I was there. This was the battle for the East Division Championship right here. I'm pretty sure the winner of this goes to the Conference USA Championship game. Both, uh, I think. Let's see. Pirates were five and three at the time. Marshall was four and four, but both teams are three and one in the conference. Conference USA, that is. So this is the East Division Championship right here, and it's coming down to the wire, uh, sixteen to nine with minute and forty seconds to go. Marshall elects to go for it with four forty to go in the fourth quarter. They punt the ball back to East Carolina, and just like that, it won't even a minute. East Carolina had to punt it back to Marshall. Marshall then punted it back to East Carolina. East Carolina now has the ball. Fourth and one with a minute and 40. What do you do here? Punt it. At your own 20-yard line, you punt it. Oh, they're at their own 20. Matt, Bring in Matt Dodge. Bring, bring in, the, in the Dodge. Bring in go, the golden leg. Crank up the old Dodge. The name of the Marshall coach at this time is Mark Snyder. 
Snides. There's Kevin Gidry, friend of the show. I, love, I like looking back at these old games. Oh, I do too. I did not like uh, that that's all we had to do during the COVID times. And I know. And I go and watch old games. So I would, and the reason I have this up is because last night, laying in bed, chilling, relaxing, um, I said, hmm. What are you wearing? A t shirt and, uh, <laughs> and boxer briefs. I don't wear no pants to bed. Um, Socks. No socks, dude. Do nah. you wear a sleeping cap like an old man cap? Like nah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Nope. I don't rock. I don't rock with that. Oh my god. Oh, a terrible punt. A shank. Oh man. And I'm not talking about Steve Shankweiler. And now Matt Dodge is screaming at himself. And uh, and a few years later, Tom Coughlin's gonna be screaming at him because <laughs> he punted a line drive to Deshaun Jackson. But Yikes! I, I found this on YouTube and I said, man, what a great game this was. I was there. I'm like, let me check it out, and I fell asleep around this time, and around the fourth quarter. But Matt Dodge, with a minute and 40 to go, has a chance to pin him deep in their own territory. Instead, he's going to give Marshall the ball around, I think, the East Carolina 45-yard line, and that's exactly at the 40-yard line. Chandler is really excited about this for some reason. Wow! <laughs> okay, we'll see the conclusion. What? What else do you have? Well, what I was trying to get to, ball on the ground! Um... But I also found East Carolina versus West Virginia, 1999, at Erickson Stadium, where the Pirates, David Garrard and the Pirates, pull it off against who was the coach? 20 years in at West Virginia at the time? West Virginia. Neil something? I actually forgot his name, but he was like there for 20 years. Hmm. Who was the coach of West Virginia in the 90s? Ne- I don't know. Neil something. I don't remember a Neil. Mm. Who you got, Tony? Oh, uh, he don't know. Tony's just ready to get on the show. But Chandler keeps talking. Um, all right, can we go to break now, or do you got anything else? Touchdown, Marshall! Jeez. No, let's go to break. All right, let's go to break. When we return... I don't think Tony has a vent today. But, man, what a vent he had last week. We'll find out. Maybe he does. Maybe he don't. We don't know. Uh, oh, Don Nealon. Don Nealon. Yeah. Neal. Neal? Neal? Yeah, I never remember that name. And then Rich Rod took over. Who was the coach when the Pirates beat uh, West Virginia here in 2008? He has passed away. Bill Stewart. Bill Stewart, yeah. Bill Stewart. All right, Tony Collins joins us. We're talking Pirates, Patriots, football, a lot more. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Browning Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at browningwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Chandler is invested in this game from 14 years ago. Chandler, give us an update. What's happening? Uh, Marshall scores. Matt Dodge had a chance to pin Marshall deep into their own territory to get the defense the chance to pin their ears back and get after Marshall's offense. 
Instead, he shanks it, and the ball's spotted at the 40-yard line of the Pirates, and in two plays, they score. Extra point is good. 16-16 to 16 is the score, 34 seconds to go. Pirates are driving. They're in her territory at the 43-yard line. So, And why are we watching this game? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I'm trying to figure. Out, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how it ends because I forget. But now, and I love vintage games. Chandler loves some old YouTube games. You ever watch any of your old stuff, Tony? Yeah, I do. But you got to go way, way back with yeah. mine. Way, yeah. way back. You got anything on YouTube? Uh, I don't know. It's all yours on like VHS yeah. and uh, <laughs> the the old film. Tony Collins is here joining us today. In the house, baby. Good to see you, Tony. Good After to a pirate win, you had to uh, get some stuff off your chest last week, and maybe that uh, led to the East Carolina victory on Saturday. Well, who knows? I mean, <laughs> we we won. That's all we want is win. But I do have to make a public apology to uh, uh, Daffer's mom. She got into me on Facebook. She Instagram. She uh, DM me on Instagram. And I uh, said that I was a sick person for what I said last week. And I apologized to her. But, you know, I, I thought I apologized before I said what I said. I called her son Daffy Duck, and I shouldn't have said that. And uh, I also said something about shock treatment. I wouldn't want anybody to go through shock treatment. Uh, well, maybe Troy. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I'm not a sick person. I, you know, I, I got to say this, though. I remember back when I was a sophomore here at ECU, we had just won the uh, Independence Bowl, and we come back, and there's fans at the airport waiting for us at the airport. Now, this is not the airport in Greenville because there wasn't an airport in Greenville. It was the airport in Kinston. Mm. And that just, just blew me over that not only am I playing for the team or for uh, my family or for myself, I mean, I'm playing for these fans too. And that made me work even harder. And that's something that really stuck with me uh, for, for the rest of my career. And, and, and here's the thing. You know, if you play football at ECU, you're like a, you're like a brother to me. No matter what, what, what age you played at or what year you played at or whatever. You're like a little brother to me. And, and that's how I feel about that. He's like a little brother to me. And, I, and I, I said some things that I probably shouldn't have said, but I gave him a little tough love. You know, he's, he's, he's playing big big time football right now and it's time to put on his big boy pants and so we you know I, I still stick by what I say said we have to we have to fix our, our, our play calling and we have to fix our special teams if we want to want to have a, a a good season this year can you imagine what it would be like around here if we were five and over right now mm. can you imagine that mm. but anyway moving on yeah I mean, yeah, we can move on. Move it on. Obviously, Tony's not going to really shock somebody with a cattle prod. No, I that was a that. joke. I like, well, again, like Troy, maybe. Yeah, but not somebody you don't know. <laughs> no, but no. Uh, but Troy is. Uh, Those uh, who know me know I like to joke around some. So you know, but you know, she doesn't know me. So and I know she was protecting her cub. Absolutely, it's, it's no problem. Yeah, no I understand problem. that. Uh, I was supposed to relay a message to Tony from Troy. Does anybody remember what it was about? <laughs> it was very passionate, though. What was it about? Um, <laughs> oh, oh, it obviously oh, wasn't oh, that passionate. If we don't remember it. it, huh? I got it now. Survivor pool. Survivor pool. Which uh, he said, uh, and it, this again is already done. But he he went over the whole. You don't save teams. When you save teams, that's when you lose and you're out of it. We're not saving the Bills. We're playing the Bills because you don't save teams in a survivor pool. And I was like, Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. <laughs> 
and uh so we just i wanted to pass that along to you yeah, that troy is very animated we're going with the bills we're going with the buffalo bills with the buffalo i get bills. your idea to save them but in a crazy year like we're in this year i just kind of want to get to the next week i just yeah let's let's and but, but what if what if the bills lose against the steelers didn't uh <laughs> did pittsburgh beat buffalo last year cj I don't, I don't or was it ball? So. The Steelers beat the Bills last year in Week One. Yeah. Biggest liar in the NFL. Yeah, it, so. but it happened. But I, I guess it was. It, a, happened. it happened. I don't think it's going to happen this week. Thank I you, don't Tommy. either. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that's. Let's be happen. reasonable, guys. Yeah. But and there was a lot of other teams we could have picked. I, I, I feel. Tampa Let's, Bay's going to win. Tampa Bay plays the Falcons. How about uh, the Ravens are going to win? How about Tom Brady hasn't lost uh, three games in a row since two thousand two? Tampa Bay's yeah. going to win. That was that was one of my picks. Was Tampa and then you got Ravens and who? Uh, got you got the Ravens. You got Tennessee playing Washington. Yeah, there was a few teams. I hear you, but hey, we're saving. Yeah, we're safe. With we're the saving Bills. the Ravens. I, I, I think I think we're safe with the Bills. Though. We're saving the Bucks. Look at it that way, right? <laughs> We're saving your Patriots. <laughs> Patriots might win because they're rocking the Tony Collins specials Zappy. on Sunday. Right, what do you think about Bailey Zappi? Bailey hey, Zappi, baby. He looked good, man. The only thing, he was playing against Aaron Rodgers. So that, that didn't help him at all, but he looked good. The team looked good. Took uh, the Green Bay Packers in overtime in Green Bay, so uh, not, not, not too shabby. Yeah, and uh, hung around with him, and man, could have had a win. There was a lot of people critical <laughs> of Belichick and the offense of play calling speaking of play calling mm. that they should have been more aggressive and said and gone out there with a nothing to lose attitude absolutely and they kind of the maybe kid, missed the an kid opportunity was, the kid was throwing it around man yeah pierre bell's trying to uh start a fight with the whole marshall captain group Fears <laughs> 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 down there he's he's uh telling what's going on i love p bell i wish we would have asked tony about how many uh touchdown passes bailey zappy had last year at western kentucky yeah on the air you said 35, Tony. Double which, that. Which was a lot. <laughs> uh, 62. 62, 62 touchdowns. touchdowns. Did they play pass. Elon every game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Elon and Campbell every game. Uh, how about our quarterback, Holden Aylers, AAC Player of the Week, Tony? 41-7 to at halftime. How about that first half offensive uh, The first explosion? half was unbelievable. I was like, the play calling was on spot. Everything was rolling. I mean, it was it was a perfect first half. I mean, absolute perfect. Defense played well. 40, what was 41 to 6 or something? 41 to 7 seven. at halftime. And they only had the, 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 the 7 because of the big play they had with the pass play. And then the second half, I, I mean, you got to think, okay, we hit 41. So I'm thinking, we got 41. We're definitely going to get 60 against these guys. Yeah. Easy. But we come out and we only score 7 points. Now, I don't know, um, you know. Well, they scored I, I, 6 because that from this stage point. Well, we won't say about nothing about that. All right. <laughs> But but I don't know I don't know what happened why why we only get why we only score seven points in the second half I mean that just doesn't I don't comprehend that uh, uh, I I can't say it was the play calling maybe the players just slacked off a little bit I don't know you had a turnover in there on what was a pretty designed play mm. the Ryan Jones uh, tight end screen mm. and he got hit from behind and fumbled the right, ball right. and that was a, a moment uh, a big moment there to where it looked like he might have scored a touchdown dude and not to do the whole butterfly effect here but if he scores that touchdown is Rajay Harris still in the game to get hurt I know. Oh, right now I, I don't it's stupid to even think about yeah. but just one of those things yeah it's got it's gonna be tough uh you know we lose him for the rest of the year I, I think the young kid will, will step up and do good Marlon Gunn yeah I yeah. think he'll step up and do well 
Um, you know, I, I think we've still got a chance to to complete this season with a, a good a good record. I mean, we, we got a chance to I don't I don't know if we can run the table for the rest of the games because we got some tough games coming up and Tulane is not a pushover. Well, they're favored. Uh, Tulane yeah. is a three and a half point favorite. Um, Tony, what I love about football season, we get to talk to the players on Monday, Delcourt Players Lounge. We also talk to former players throughout the week. Yourself, Kevin Monroe, Willie Smith, Bryce Williams. So I like to ask you guys that have been there about the situations. What, what about when you're up 41 to 7, Tony, in the locker room? The coaches are saying the score is 0 to 0. And you're saying, hey, coach, we're whooping their tail. It's 41 to 7. We got this game. Like, how do you not think like that but it's almost impossible right yeah i mean you you you're gonna think like that but at the same time you 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 know you score 41 points you want to score let's keep going you want to score another 40 points in the second half because that's that's how it is my father always told me when you got a man got a man down and and step on his head you know just keep him down you know we we could have possibly let them in the game because you know i think they scored like 14 unanswered points and i was like oh what's going on uh, but, you know, we, 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 we calmed down and we finished the game off. All right, Tony Collins joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, ECU and Tulane. Defensively, Tony, two more goal line stands. Yeah. How about that trend for East Carolina this year? Gave up some big play. I tell you, we have given up, and it's not, it's not a complaint. Not a lot of big plays. They've given – when they – most of the touchdowns scored this year seems like they've come on big plays. Yeah. Navy hit some big ones on them. Um, uh, the uh, receiver for Old Dominion had a field day yes. against East Carolina. Campbell, had, so I don't know. They, they've hit some big ones. They hit another one on Saturday. A bit, a bit of a concern, but overall, I mean, the defense has played winning football. Yeah, all de- year. defense is is uh, you know that's one steady thing that we've I, I, I've seen all year is our defense. So we 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 I think our defense is going to be okay. Um. Pass rush. I want to see more of a pass rush. Chandler, can we get a pass rush? I know. I mean, I think we talked about that last week about getting more pass rush. With uh, start with Jeremy Lewis. I mean, I guess that's the guy on the edge that's going to create as much pass rush. You got guys in the middle too: Stewart Ware, Elijah Morris, uh, the Chandre Mims, who's the transfer from Charleston Southern, can get some pressure up the middle. Really, really, really would love to see more pressure from this defensive front. And uh, you th- you would think Blake Harrell can get these guys, whether it's a stunt or just bringing three or four guys that they can get to the quarterback somehow. But that's something we have not seen so far this year for Pirates. Three and two will be at the halfway point coming up after Saturday already, Tony. So, uh, man, four and two feels a lot better than three and three. You look at the schedule the re- remainder of the year, you've got still BYU and Cincinnati and UCF. You've got some challenging games. Memphis at home. Memphis plays Houston tonight. So this almost feels like a, a must win. Uh, yeah. It's a must win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. It's a must win. We we cannot uh, go into our next few games three and three. So I think uh, we, we have to win this game. We got to go down there and execute. Can't have any turnovers. Um, you know, they're going to be ready to play, man. I mean, I, we, I watched some film on those guys. Um, they're, pr- they're pretty decent. We had the one, uh, the fumble by Ryan Jones, but the uh, Holton Naylor, six touchdowns and no interceptions. And, and protecting you, the you rock. just said no turnovers. That, uh, that's a key every week, winning that turnover battle. 
Uh, and you just mentioned some future opponents for the Pirates this year. You mentioned UCF. Some Wednesday night college football last night. UCF rolling against SMU. Yeah, looked pretty good, uh, especially defensively against SMU. Yes. Gave up a big run early in the game and then pretty much blew them out yeah. after that. All right, Tony Collins is here. We'll take a timeout, come back, more ECU talk, more NFL talk. We got uh, some audio to get to as well, and we will make you a winner. A lot to go here on Pirate Radio Live hour three we're back with you after this you're listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Last Thursday at this very table, Touchdown Tony Collins was here. The Bengals were playing the undefeated Dolphins a few hours later, and Tony said, why Why they got the, the Bengals favored? I said, Tony, it's the NFL. This is, <laughs> you don't, and of course, the Bengals go out, beat the Dolphins. Yep, they sure did. Monday at this very table, Brian Bailey's here. He says, why in the world are the 49ers favored over the Rams? I said, Brian, it's the NFL. And, <laughs> and the Niners uh, knocked off the, the Rams. The Rams. Tony, tonight, Denver only a three and a half point favorite over the colts who don't have jonathan taylor and are struggling matt ryan's old i mean why are the broncos only favorite give me the colts oh you want the colts give me the colts (laughs) give me the colts oh my gosh you go with the colts going with the Colts. Because the Broncos stink! Because they're not favorite? More so because the Broncos are terrible. They're terrible, and and they might have the worst coach of all time, (laughs) and he's only like four games into his tenure. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's only four (laughs) games into his first coaching gig. He's terrible. We keep... At some point, the Broncos are going to break out. It might be tonight. Might be tonight. Might be. But man, they... They got talent. I'm picking the Broncos tonight, playing at home. It makes sense, but... Man, they have just looked so. Yeah, bad. they have offensively. They they they've been struggling. I've never seen uh, Wilson look so bad. I mean, yeah, I, it's I, the worst he's ever played. I've never seen him look as bad as he looked. Geno Smith has better stat lines, <laughs> and that's a, that's the truth. Yeah, Geno yeah. Smith has better stat yeah, lines than Russell. You're Wilson. Right about that. I think we talked about this last week, though. There are a lot of bad quarterbacks, bad offenses playing right now in the NFL. You've still got your elites, but man, you look around and. Everybody in this room, in this uh, area, is struggling at quarterback, including Shirley's Dolphins, because two is out now. In fact, we talked last week, Tony, about something that came up later that night about how you need somebody, a doctor, somebody on staff, to literally take the helmet away, say you can't play because these players are going to want to play. They're going to refuse. A, because... But, but, but that's what's, what's supposed to happen. That's the protocol. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand why he went, even went back in the game, uh, the game before, uh, whatever whatever game that was. Yeah. I forget what that game. But he, I don't think he should have went back in that game. And then, you know, to put worse over worse, 
he gets knocked out again, and 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 that was really scary. I'm, I don't know if you, anybody's seen that. That yeah. was pretty scary how, yeah. how he was down there like that. The fingers lock up yeah. like yeah. he did, yeah. and just a tough tough scene uh, there the other night. And uh, I don't what, have they said anything about the long term like diagnosis this year for Tua? Like, is he supposed to? What's his situation? The only thing I've seen is that he's ruled out for this uh, Sunday, yeah. which is, you know, no crap. I mean, I hear yeah. people saying he needs to retire, and I don't know about that. I mean, he might be going a little far talking about the kid. The kid is only 20-something years old. I don't know yeah. about if he needs to retire or not. Maybe he needs to take a couple uh, games off, but, you know, he's a football player, and uh, he, he just got to be careful and get rid of the ball before you get thrown down like that. All right, uh, Tony wanted to play this from Monday night. A, a um, it was not a streaker; it was a fan on the field. <laughs> and Kevin Harlan has called so many of these. They seem, seem, to, seem to always happen when either Kevin Harlan's calling the game or either Monday night football when he's calling. The he game. he did it for a cat that was on the field. Yeah, one time. <laughs> And now he's doing it for a streaker. Um, well, not in this case, but he's done uh, for a streaker before. This guy had clothes on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Shirley, let's hear that call from Monday night, Kevin Harlan. And here comes a stoppage in play because someone has run on the field with a smoke bomb that is pink, and he's running up the sideline. Now a couple of Rams come over there and make the tackle. Head first into the player who has taken the field and he's in a cloud of pink smoke so you can't see him and now <laughs> on him are a couple of security guards Kevin I think this is becoming a thing we got the pink smoke coming again this is one of those gender reveals somebody at home's having a girl <laughs> now well I thought maybe I thought maybe that the last one we saw was uh, for some animal rights or something like that oh yeah I, I don't know I, I just think hey you think about the way to reveal that you're having a, a, a girl. I'm going to run out on the field at the 49er game and get arrested just so I can let my honey at home know we're having a girl. That guy is headed to the slammer. <laughs> <laughs> what a call. Heading Head to, to the, the slammer. slammer. And boy, great analysis on that as well. I knew this was going to happen, Tony. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, story on ESPN.com. The fan who ran onto the field during the Los Angeles Rams loss. This uh, one? has filed a police report <laughs> against Bobby Wagner. Uh, Tack McKinley came towards the person, and then Bobby Wagner flattened him on the field. And this moron is suing Bobby Wagner. Filed a police report against uh, Bobby Wagner for, I guess, uh, assault, aggravated assault. He won't get a penny. Who in the world is on this guy's side? Uh, this guy is from the California-based... Uh, Berkeley, California Animal Rights Group, direct action everywhere. He's raising awareness for a trial involving the alleged theft of pigs from a factory farm. What? Hmm. So okay, he My got gosh. he got his message across. Oh, he did. But now here's the question: How did they let him into the stadium with that kind of stuff? How how did he pass any kind of? How did he breach any it. kind of security with? I mean, he had smoke bombs? Yeah. I mean, I mean we've gone into ECU yeah, games this year. Did they pat us down or anything? No. No, but this is an NFL football game we're talking well, about. Well, they're not going to pat you down at NFL football games either. I don't think. They or, might run a metal detector that's not working on you and just say, yep, you're good. Go ahead. I don't know. Maybe. Hey, look, maybe we that raises awareness for security. Yeah. We need more security in these games. Uh, this guy is not going to have many people on his side. It's like the meme... Uh, 
on on social media eric andre uh shoots the guy and then turns around and says why did you make me do that or why did you do that mm-hmm. anybody know what i'm talking about yeah the, uh, why did bobby why why did uh bobby wagner do that why are you there why are you on the field this is a uh f around and find out yeah, situation f around and find out and he found out he f around first and, and then it, he found and then out. he found mm-hmm. out but bobby wagner and, and i think he explained it perfectly how am i supposed to know what this guy has what yeah. how am i supposed to know what his plans are if he's supposed if he's going to hurt somebody or hurt me or whatever i think he got what he deserved and that was and that, uh, just getting knocked to knocked to his ass bobby, he should have hit him harder bobby wagner had a good quote uh said i'm more concerned about the security guard that was hurt trying to chase him so that was a good there was a security guard that like blew out his knee that was, <laughs> sorry to laugh <laughs> did he really yes. blow out his <laughs> he fought he just falls to the ground <laughs> he got sniped uh and wagner said another good line there's consequences for your actions yep well and there there's and it's like you said tony i think bobby wag i think that was a nice hit from bobby wagner i think it could have been a lot worse it was a perfect hit i think it could have been a lot worse yeah i mean you're talking about bobby wagner all pro linebacker i mean he he actually laid up you know he took a little bit off i mean he he could have really drilled him if he wanted to yeah uh so this guy man he is uh not going i hope this goes to jury and i hope they, like uh, are you thinking it'll get that far no just so everybody can say <laughs> hey moron no get out of here I, I want this guy to be publicly shamed now for filing a police report what an idiot and yeah like man i wonder who his lawyer is somebody's gonna take it and, and my client was out there and uh the Bob, lawyer bobby wagner is not part of security he should not have come across and hit my client and he's gonna plead insanity nah, maybe and that i was work. insane if i was insane for 15 minutes a momentary insanity yeah, yeah. plea but the law you know the the guy goes in there to his lawyer and says hey can you help me out with this and you know the lawyer had to go <laughs> what i don't think that they can use the insanity plea and, uh <laughs> and here's the reason why because uh, prior to them getting on to the field, there were two of them. It was a male and a female. The female was apprehended as she was jumping down onto the field. They caught her immediately. Oh, okay. But the guy managed to get out onto the field. But according to an article that I read about this particular story, the two of them uh, put on social media that they had planned to be cited for doing this so you can't use an insanity plea if you've already planned to do this and you let everybody know you were gonna do this mike p asked well why would you run to the sidelines toward the players where all the players are yeah that's a good question (laughs) i think he was disoriented (laughs) by the smoke because i mean it was a a pretty significant amount of smoke that was coming out of that canister he may have confused himself who was running uh, to the sideline it was was xavier smith xavier smith said Monday. oh that's another story i want to bring up with tony (laughs) Um. So, did you see DK Metcalf being carted off on Sunday? Because he had to go to the bathroom. He had to go to potty. <laughs> uh, that ever happened to you, Tony? No. Okay. No. And uh, Xavier Smith, we were asking all the players, and he said he has puked before during a game, but it was not like nerves or something he ate or anything. He said it was the smoke he inhaled coming onto the field when they're playing Purple Haze. <laughs> he said whoever was in front of me was going so slow that he got caught up in so much smoke. So he was just sitting there, like, just basketing in. And by the time he ran to the end zone to, I guess, pray or whatever, he had got so sick that he threw up. So, yeah. 
Happens to the best of us, I guess. So you've never been caught during a game like, uh, had to had to pee or anything? shouldn't have had that burrito no. <laughs> before the game. No, no. What was your uh, your pregame? What'd you? Uh, eat? Uh, no, I gotta yeah. tell you this though, and I'm gonna tell him because you know he doesn't. He's a good friend of Mark Van Egan. You remember Mark Van Egan? He's a, a fullback. Nah, played, I don't know that. Name. Yeah, he played. He played for for the Patriots, and it, his number was 34. My number was 33. So our lockers are right next to each other. Every game, every single game. He gets a towel and he sits in his sits in his locker and he spits in the towel and and sometimes he throws up in the towel every single game. Why? <laughs> I have no idea. Why? Yeah, you There's, don't know the answer you know, to this. But wouldn't it make more sense to have like a trash? Like why a towel? Like, well, he, well, he starts spitting first. Then he starts spitting. Then he spits. Then he spits. And sometimes, well, he doesn't throw up every time, but sometimes he does throw up. But I don't, I don't know what it is. But, and the jaw is just but like my locker is right by him. Oh, so man. you know, I'm like, come on, man. You're by this maniac, did you? And y'all just kind of left it alone. Like, yeah, I mean, after a while, we just kind of got used to it. That's him. So yeah, yeah just gonna leave that alone. Crazy. All right, uh, what did you eat on uh, game days, Tony? Uh, you like to- steak and eggs mostly uh, in the morning. Because mm. if you have a one o'clock game, you're gonna get breakfast. So I was steaks and scrambled eggs. And- how about during halftime? Uh, some of the players said now today they eat fruit snacks, uh, some kind of like uh, protein bar maybe. Right, Did yeah. you like eat or? I, I wouldn't eat anything at halftime. Yeah, Nothing. I know Gatorade has these gummies or whatever, um, like energy gummies that these players probably can pick up on their way into halftime, and they probably eat. It's not. It's nothing big, but. How good of. Uh, care did they take of you at the nfl level back when you played tony as far as nutrition and things like that was it pretty nutrition intense? back in the 80s was not a big thing like yeah. it is now it, w- it wasn't big at all because you know we we ate what we want we had, we had hamburgers and steak and i mean whatever lobster i mean it wasn't nothing like it is now we didn't know nothing about nutrition man back back when i was, was a protein shake a thing back then like hell no <laughs> 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 protein what uh you mean a cold beer yeah, yeah. i'll tell you what hey you want a, some of the gatorade cooler no the beer cooler at practice hit that one up the keg. i remember being going to the pro bowl and uh jack lambert is smoking a cigarette cigarette in the locker room i was about to say did they have ashtrays in the locker room for you guys so there is that classic photo of uh what lynn dawson smoking, smoking a cigarette, a cigarette yeah. uh, for the chiefs back in the day uh, different times, uh, for sure. All right, let's uh, make somebody a winner, Shirley Rhodes, and open up the booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, what are we giving away today? Lunch for two at tiebreakers. All right, 317-1250. A lot of good food options there. Absolutely. Uh, a little. I want to give a little tip. For the breaker, four cheese, grilled cheese, uh, add uh, fried or grilled chicken, and then add whatever sauce you want to that chicken. Grilled, grilled cheese? So I, you basically I didn't yeah. go to a restaurant I, for a grilled cheese? N- not just a grilled cheese, Tony. He's a grown man child, a, Tony. A four, four cheese grilled cheese, you add grilled or fried chicken. And then I add buffalo sauce to it, and it's delicious. It's so it's not good. like a it's not like a grilled cheese sandwich. Not like a regular, like your uh, mom and pops. Uh, uh, okay, okay. This is a tiebreakers grilled cheese, baby. <laughs> this is a four cheese grilled cheese, baby. And then you. you can add chicken to it. I got you. Baby. <laughs> baby. You hear him, baby? You hear me, baby? I hear you, baby. All right, what call, what call are you looking for, Charlotte? Six. All right, caller six, 317-1250. Back with more after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Congratulations to Mike Penuel of Apex as uh, he won lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Tony Collins joining us. And uh, Tony, when you are a high-profile athlete or anybody that has celebrity status people for some reason are interested in your personal life and uh reports came out earlier this week that tom brady and giselle (laughs) had hired divorce attorneys yeah your your thoughts tony collins hey let's let's do some tmz here i don't know man you know you don't you never know what's going on at home so um I just, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady met with the media today, said he feels great and will play Sunday as far as his shoulder goes. So I don't think he answered any off the field questions today. He's been very private, I'd say, which uh, he, he should be. And everyone should be about their personal life. Yeah, but. you know, that's 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 kind of personal. You know, when you, if you're going to talk football, let's talk football. But, you know, you don't want to get in, into some And why do we, why do people care? Like that. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't think he's gonna. You know, what, whatever happens, you know, they both got like he, she, she's making more money than than him. He he might have to get alimony from her. Yeah, he might come out good on the deal. <laughs> so, get paid. Who even knows, more. man? Uh, and I saw somebody say Tom Brady, if he's gonna single, is gonna play till he's like sixty eight. But <laughs> he's already got a fallback plan that's gonna pay him what more than his football salary, be right? Like a Fox, or yeah. something, right? Yeah. I yeah. think it's Fox. Yeah. Just roll right into that. Yeah. And uh, and he'll be perfectly fine. So uh, NFL this week, uh, Chandler, Panthers, Niners. We talked about Russell Wilson looking the worst he's looked in his NFL career. <clears throat> Baker Mayfield has looked the worst he's ever looked in his football career. So at AJ's last night, I had some. Uh, I think I got a one or two other guys that are Panthers fans, and they brought up, you know, what about the Panthers? And I said, man, I'm gonna, I might get emotional talking about it because. I have always, always looked forward to Panther football on Sundays. Even the past couple of years when the Panthers have been <laughs> have struggled. I have literally woke up every single day of the week thinking, man, I'm one day closer to enjoying football, but more importantly, Panthers football. And I'm sad to say, guys, I don't have that same feeling anymore. Welcome to the club. I don't have that same feeling. For the first time... And this is my 11th, 12th year of watching and investing my time and emotions in Panther football. I don't have that same feeling anymore. Yeah. I don't care about Panther. I'm going to watch Come it, on, man. You, you got to be a true fan now. If you're a true fan, just like with me right now, man, we're going through hell right now. I'm, I'm used to going to Super Bowls and winning and winning and winning. And now, I'm not. Well, you guys never been to a Super Bowl. Well, you have been to a Super Bowl before. Uh, so, I mean, you guys have won before, so you just got to stick with it. One thing I, I, I've learned as a as a player and as a fan, 
it's frustrating being a fan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tony. It, it can you say it from thank you for understanding it, where we come it from. It can get frustrating being a fan. It's way you, harder being a fan than a player, Tony. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> but you just got to stick with it, man. Yeah. You just got to stick with it. I got, mad I, I got mad earlier this week because, and I like Jonathan Allen. He's a great player, defensive lineman for Washington. But he said a phrase that has been said by two other Washington players in the last three years. He did. He said, keep that same energy, fans. But don't come back when we turn this around. <laughs> if you have to say that three times in four years, there it's not the fans' fault. There's something wrong with the damn team. So, again, nothing personal to Jonathan Allen, but that is a stupid phrase. I'm sick of it. Stop saying it. Yeah. It makes you look dumb. Keep that same energy. The same energy has been had for Washington fans since Tony Collins was in the NFL, yeah. just about. Uh, since the early 90s. So, I mean, come on, man. Like, But Tony said it. It's frustrating. Frustrating being a fan. We can't do nothing about it. Matt, uh, Matt on Facebook said, if you can get through Mo, you can get through this. And that, you know what? I, that makes me feel better because I do. I went through Mo when I was in school here. I grew up going to East Carolina football games and would not want to miss kickoff. When I was in school, I didn't even care about going to the games because I knew East Carolina was going to get their ass whipped. <laughs> and that's, that's the truth. Yeah. You go from being a kid – and being so passionate about ECU football to not even like caring about going to the game because of the way things were ran. But I had hope that one day that guy would not be here anymore. There would be somebody that came in and restructured this thing and put this thing in the right path. And I guess that's how I'm going to have to feel about the Panthers. I'm going to have to hope that Matt Rule hopefully goes back to college and succeeds somewhere. There's plenty of options for him to go somewhere. And the Panthers get somebody who can restructure the culture and can restructure the path to a more successful, you know, a more successful pass. So, do you think Baker so, Bakerfield is is the quarterback? Is Baker the Mayfield will not be the quarterback for the Panthers next year? Okay, I think they should have a different quarterback every year for the rest of your life, Chandler. Because <laughs> since Cam's been gone, they have tried what Teddy, Sam, Teddy Baker, Teddy, Kyle Allen, Will Greer. I'm saying to start the season, but yeah, there's been even more. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of starting quarterbacks since Cam's left. Yeah. Absolutely. When you don't have that guy, and Tony hadn't experienced this with the Patriots until recently, and uh, CJ didn't experience it until recently without Big Ben, like, it is, it's bad when you have to play quarterback roulette every year, and you got people like Tony Collins saying, who's your quarterback? <laughs> because you don't have a guy. And for seven or eight years, I didn't experience that. Yeah. I thought it was weird when Derek Anderson started a game for the Carolina Panthers. I was like, Where's Cam at? This is weird. Who's Derek Anderson? Which I knew who Derek Anderson was, but it was weird to see somebody else other than Cam Newton start for the Carolina Panthers. And in the past three years, I've seen around 10 quarterbacks start for my team. Yeah, not good. And this quarterback roulette is not fun. There's a Losing few, is not fun. There's a few things that you need in the NFL to win. You need a quarterback. You got to have a quarterback. You got to have a go-to receiver. You got to have a good defense. And you got to have a running game. When you get those four things, man, then you can you can win some games. But without those things, it's it's going to be rough. I was going to say, and you're, you know, you could be describing the Patriots here. They had a go-to receiver with Randy Moss one year. I guess even when they didn't have the stars, Brady always had a go-to, whether it be what Welker or yeah. Amendola or. Yeah, he always had a good tight end. Gronk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he always had a, a guy he could go to. Tony, how do you feel about conspiracies, uh, witchcraft? How do you feel about that stuff? Mm, I, I don't really believe in witchcraft. <laughs> Mike P. says, there's a conspiracy that Giselle is a witch. 
and she cast an anti-aging spell on Tom when they were together. And now they've split up, and that's why he's looking older this year. He's got two years left, Max. And so, Mike P, that is he's not, got two years left, Max. This should be his last year. Are you kidding me? And that's not Mike P's conspiracy. That's actually a conspiracy that's going around social media right now. Really? Yes. Oh, well, that's the first I heard, I've heard I, of. I heard Big Dog talking about it yesterday. Tom Brady does look weird. He's doing something that we're not doing. The, the face looks like it's sinking in. His cheekbones are very pointy. <laughs> it looks like there's a there, his cheeks are like hollow. So y'all think he, she put a, a spell I on? I think there's a, there's there's a spell involved, that she had that was anti-age spell. Now she's gone. She's mad at him. Hey, let's get a divorce. And by the way, I'm taking the potion away. I'm taking the anti-potion away. Anti-age potion. <laughs> and that's You're why done. he can never win in New Orleans because <laughs> You're the, getting old. the voodoo people in New Orleans hit a spell on him when he goes down there. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to believe this. All right, let's get our last break in. We'll come back. We'll get Tony's prediction for East Carolina and Tulane and wrap it up here on a Thursday. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Let's take a quick look at your stock market as it was another rough day for the Dow. It was down 346 and closed uh, at 29,996. The NASDAQ was down 75 points at 11,073, and the S&P was down 38 points, closed out the day at 3,744. And that is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now, here's Clip. <laughs> We're breaking down Tom Brady's marriage here during the break. <laughs> Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler, we'll see you folks tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Three o'clock, Pirate Radio Live. Tony, we'll talk to you next week. What is your prediction for East Carolina Tulane? I predict that we will win. We will we will play very well on Saturday. Yes. Uh play calling will be great. Special teams will be great. And we're going to roll. We're going to roll. We're going to roll. We're going to be 35 to 20. Pirates. I like Pirates. it. 35 like to 20. Pirates win. I like it. Tony, enjoy it, man. Yes, Have sir. a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. And we'll see you folks tomorrow, 3 o'clock, all new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.